Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 32. We're discussing San Diego Comic Con 2016. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm back again, Wayne. Wayne, welcome back, man. It was great hearing you last week. You're a natural. Yeah, uh, thank man. you very much. Uh, I tried my best and it looked like it was good enough and I'm back again for a second week. Yeah, round yeah. two. Excited yeah. to be here. Yeah, we're here in Studio B as you dubbed yeah, it, Troy, yeah. once again. Hitting up Nerd Room Southwest Calgary. (laughs) (laughs) So I was here last week to talk Star Wars Celebration. You guys touched on it briefly. Mm -hmm. And myself being a huge Star Wars fan. The biggest. um, I missed experiencing that in person. But luckily, Star Wars, their YouTube channel, streamed the majority of Celebration Mm -hmm. online. Both live and putting up the panels afterwards. So I sat for hours (laughs) watching these. And I have to agree with you and echo your thoughts, Troy, that... The Rebels panel stole the show. Did it ever. And I was able to watch that one live. Nice. And see that Rebels Season 3 trailer kind of right out of the gates. And see the silhouette of Thrawn. Right. And then the full reveal. And then Timothy Zahn coming out and dropping canonical book. Yes. Coming to the Star Wars readership to the universe there. And I'm super stoked about it. Absolutely. They just, they owned a celebration, Rebels. Yeah. You know, for sure. And for a panel, too, that was set either on the Thursday or Friday, I think the Friday, that wasn't expected to have as big of impact as, say, like a Rogue One mm-hmm. or the, the Sunday, which was the oh, future filmmakers, right. which kind of felt flat. Yeah, with the Han Solo reveal yeah. that we already knew. Yeah, there wasn't much substance to that. What I was expecting, maybe there was going to be at least a scene description or some footage shown from Episode Eight. Yes. Because we had the director there, John Boyega showed up, we yeah. had Hamill and Leia, or Leia, what's her name, coming out, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, yeah. And, it's, uh, and even the, the Rogue, the Rogue One panel, you know, it was nice to see all those actors, and there's some weird spoilers in that in there. Um, I really enjoyed, though, the behind-the-scenes You did, footage. yeah. 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 It I wasn't the full trailer that we were expecting. That's just it. I know I'm the odd one out there, but I was, I was expecting, you know, a three-minute trailer, get the Darth Vader, but... um. I was kind of hoping we were going to get that Obi-Wan announcement yeah. for the future uh, film creation. Yeah, right? that's one thing that they did miss out on. And yeah. that's something we didn't see at San Diego either with Star Wars is an announcement of another set of uh, anthology films. Right. Which is something that we were looking at, predicting, trying to speculate on. it. Right. But maybe that's to come future, you know, and something to look forward to for next celebration. Because that's really where we're going to get episode 8 footage, probably big right. time. And the introduction of any, you know, additional cast members, additional movies coming down the pipe there. That's right. And so that's something we might want to look into. For sure. Because it's in Orlando next year. That's right. So we'll see about that. I was also maybe expecting from San Diego Comic Con, maybe we'd get an announcement of a comic book, a new comic series to go with Marvel, right? Because Vader down, or just Vader itself finishes at issue 25. Um, Do you know Star Wars? The comic finishes I'm not sure if that continues on or not. That main series, I don't know why they're canning Darth Vader. Because it's one of the top selling comic books in the Star Wars Marvel. It really is. Yeah. It's one of the best. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a ton of stuff to get through. I didn't realize how much information there's going to be to distill through yeah. as far as even just Marvel, DC, and Star Wars from San Diego Comic-Con. You know, it's something I should have known, but the amount of stuff, the footage, trailer descriptions, and the casting announcements yeah. that were made from both sides of the big two, really. Right. It, it's an enormous amount of information here. Yeah. So why don't we just jump right into it? Yeah, let's do it. So let's start out with uh, Star Wars here. So Star Wars had a much smaller presence than Marvel and DC at San Diego this year. Mm-hmm. And there was the two big panels um, or that we kind of focus on was the Star Wars books panel, yeah. uh, which included the announcement of the Aftermath uh, Empire's End. Nice. So that's the third book in the Aftermath trilogy. That's right. The second, which I just started reading. Nice. Which I'm looking forward to or listening to, I should say. Yeah. 
2017, I believe it comes out? Yeah, January 2017. Awesome. And this is going to chronicle the Battle of Jakku. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. Highly anticipated right there. Yeah, so this is going to be, you know, the Empire's last stand. And we're finally going to get reveals as to the significance of the Battle of Jakku mm-hmm. and what it does for the Empire and really thrusting out the First Order. Wow. Um, so it's, you know, and this ties into Bloodlines yes. and all this, right? Yeah, and uh, shout out to Claudia Gray because Lost Stars... That's a huge impact there with Jakku, at least towards, uh, well, no spoilers, but you know what I mean if you read the book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's good stuff. And we also got some stuff on Podameron. So there's going to be this Flight Logs, which is just some series of material that's kind of chronicling a bit more of the Podameron character, expanding even beyond what we're seeing in the current comic book run. It's coming from Charles Soule. Yep. And then there's some other stuff coming out from Rogue One. There's a young reader's novel called uh, Secret Missions cool. which coming out, which I'm assuming is going to be similar to what we have with the Before the Awakening Young Readers. Oh, that's right. So coming out just in December, just before Rogue One or just after, I can't remember. But again, it's kind of building and adapting around that Rogue One storyline. So that was kind of just the minor stuff that was announced for Star Wars as far as books. Mm-hmm. Nothing too significant. No. And Thrawn, the, the book, really the really one. took the cake there. The as granddaddy. Far as, yeah. yeah. And so that's coming out in next year, the Thrawn book. And I'm really looking forward to that. I can't wait. Do we have a timeline of when this takes place, maybe? Or probably not, eh? It's got to be probably in the Rebels time it has frame. has to be, yeah. Or maybe set before Rebels, kind of building into like his his whole the grandeur of grand animal thrawn maybe right. i don't know if it's more of an origin story right. or something like that mm-hmm. and because i'm interested to see if he continues beyond rebels right and i really want to know his relationship with uh palpatine if it's going to stick to the the legendary or the legend source material right yeah. what i'm really hoping is they expand a bit enough to to give us an indication that he makes it through say a battle of jakku yeah. and he could show up further down the line in more of a live action adaptation. Right. Can you see Del Toro? To, yes. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> a little collector in his eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> White hair or no? It's dark hair. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other big one for us, because we're, you know, Star Wars collectors, mm-hmm. and Wayne, I know you're not totally into it yet, yeah. but we're going to slowly reel you into yeah, we'll get to you the dark, dark side. side here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've, I've pulled Troy into collecting the six inch black series here, and now we're looking up at his wall here, and he's just got packed yeah, full of black series yeah. and legends and all that stuff. So, Loving the look down here. Nice. But the big reveal, so they're hammering out Hasbro in particular, the six-inch line, mm-hmm. what we're going to see this year. That's right. And so we've got the Jin Arso, which right. is the you know Rogue One main character, yeah. the exclusive at the con, which was revealed similar to what the Stormtrooper was for Force Awakens last year mm-hmm. at San Diego Comic-Con. This is also going to be released at Hasbro Toy Shop, as well as the Toronto Fan Expo. Oh, okay. So I'm going to cool. try to get some people up there to yeah. maybe go in there and try to snag us a few of these. Nice so stuff. Come out in the nice box display. So that was beautiful to see. Sweet. Kind of your first. And this is a character that's going to come with probably your Force Friday sometime in that's September. True. Yeah. So you can find us there at Toys R Us, Force yes. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the big reveals were the Black Series, the six inch. So coming out next summer, we have a Qui-Gon Jinn. Yes. Yes. I knew you were going to yeah, love that right. one. I've been excited for that for a while. Yeah. yeah. We've got a Hera. And the, the realistic adaptation that we're getting similar to the Kanan and the Sabine, which drops this year as well. Yeah, they look great. And the, with the Ahsoka as well. Yeah. So we're going to have a big Rebels lineup in the realistic Black Series 6-inch. Right. So that's pretty cool. Tusken Raider, so going back to A New Hope. Yeah. Lando, so we're getting some Empire love there. Mm-hmm. Emperor Royal Guard. So we're spanning across the entirety yes. of the, the original trilogy here. Yep. And then also that General Kenobi was announced. So that's the, the figure that was in the exclusive from Celebration. It's coming as a single 
packed Black Series figure. It's a General Kenobi? Well, it's the... You know how Leia refers to him in New Hope as General Kenobi? Oh. Like the older, yeah, because we've already got the Episode 3. Right. Okay, uh, my heart stopped because I thought this was the Clone Wars. No. When, when he has the armor, I was about to just leave <laughs> right now. So... <laughs> And we also talked a few weeks ago about this this fan choice. So Hasbro every year puts out the opportunity for fans to vote on social media to actually pick what a, a single black series, something that they'll produce that they usually wouldn't fall into the line rules being had to be, you know, in Star Wars universe somewhat and not existing within the Rogue One timeline or a character that already exists. Yeah. And this could be anything from Legends to the current EU and to, you know, the whole Force Awakens and all that. So it was between the uh, realistic version of Captain Rex, yeah. Darth Talon, oh. Dengar, Jaina Sola, Mara Jade, and Starkiller. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're looking at big, like, Legend series yeah. figures here, right? So this is going, stretching way back to some of the early books. Holy, yeah. And the winner was Jaina Solo. Really? Yes. So I'm they're, surprised. They're wow. doing a twin yeah. uh, from the original Legend series, what was now the Legend series, the original EU. Yeah. Uh, one of the Han and Leia twins. Wow. So the solo twins. Going deep, yeah. That is going deep. When you mentioned Starkiller, I thought it was definitely either between Starkiller or Mara Jade, because I know those are two, too big. I yeah. think Jaina Solo and Mara Jade were the top. They were top. kind of bouncing back yeah. and forth. They said the panel that I actually did was able to watch online. Someone videotaped or recorded it, so was yeah. able to listen to it with images and pictures coming up um they said that basically 15 minutes before they the panel started mm-hmm. that they finally landed on okay it's wow. James Solo. <laughs> i was going for dash vendor but you know i got qui Gunjin, so yeah. i can't so, complain well my vote was for thrawn <laughs> that's right uh, but we luckily they announced a three three quarter inch rebel series thrawn as well as coming out so yeah what do you think of his look by the way i'm curious to know both of you guys opinion on that one i really like it yeah yeah i think it fits the character he's got i can't remember the the lizards or whatever that sits on his shoulders, right. the, the the force dampeners. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has those. Yeah. He looks good. He has that kind of stoic, very hard, you know, big square jaw. Right. Sort of Almost a Tarkin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, yeah. And I think he looks fantastic. It does. Yeah, what do you think? I think it looks good. I mean, yeah. Nothing to complain about. Yeah. But like, literally, who, who thought we would get a toy of it? I know, right? So, like, anything like, is good. Yeah. I mean, not anything, but, like, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, hot off the heels of the announcement, too. This is all coming out like rapid fire. It's mm-hmm. all of a sudden we had no Thrawn, he's gone from canon, and exactly. all of a sudden it's like, boom, here he is. Yeah. You know, TV series, book, book, action figure. Right, and this, Timothy's on, back to do the writing for him. Huh. This makes me think, like, what else from the old expanded universe are they going to bring back? Exactly. Yeah. Well, right. they, have, they have such a, a deep history and, and so much to pull from that, you know, it's, it's where they just put it back in. I think it's... To a degree, with some of this stuff, there's there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to bring some of it back, and they have to. Yeah, definitely. And I know you've been begging for you know, a nice little Republic yes. sort of adaptation of some sort, and you know, could they go down that with exactly. some sort of like uh, anthology movie mm-hmm. and just go way back and yeah, uh, there's like, so, so there's the so, origin, much. so much. Jedi Order and like yeah. oh, I would just I would that, that like up. that would do killer numbers for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and then we also got uh, something that they usually don't do at San Diego, but they dropped Rogue One action figures, just a three and three quarter inch line. Mm-hmm. So they had this new uh, ADAT, which is now called the ATACT. Oh, wow. <laughs> no more ATATs? <laughs> yeah. So those are the shore based, the ones you see in the trailer where they're kind of running towards. So they're slightly different takes on the ADATs. And then some of the within in that that pack, which actually you can run it walks on its own and all that. So oh, pretty cool. so okay. Jin Arso, a driver, and some astromech droids, yeah. and some shore troopers. So kind of starting to see the Rogue One toys rolling out nice. here, which is uh, pretty cool. So I'm curious if those addicts are the ones we see on Jakku 
in Force Awakens because we do see one down. Yeah. If, you know, maybe they're more um, equipped for like the beach, the sand. Yeah. Right? Interesting. So, yeah. We'll see. So we will see. Mm-hmm. We'll also see in the Empire's End book too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of like for, for Star Wars, like I said, like we had Celebration the week before, which mm-hmm. had a lot of the big Star Wars panels. We didn't see any kind of film or, or TV related panels at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. But the big ones here, Marvel and DC. Yes. And what I want to get, as we go through this, I want to talk through kind of the TV stuff, the film stuff, mm-hmm. as well as some of the action figures and collectibles that are being released. Oh, but sure. I want to think as we go through this, you know, because there's always this question, who won Comic-Con? Always, right? And I know you got a bit of banter on Twitter this today, Troy. <laughs> yeah, it's going down. A couple of the boys <laughs> talking about, you know, whether or not DC won or Marvel mm-hmm. won. And it's I think it's going to come down to perspective. For sure. But I'm really interested in the three of us if we can, you know, talk a bit through at towards the end here mm-hmm. as to who we think won and took this. You know, there's going to be some fanboy bias in oh, there. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Baron and Sanjay, listen up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fanboy bias on one end. I'm going to see it on the other end here, I think. <laughs> so let's jump into Marvel. So like I said, there's a ton of information to kind of get through here. But let's just start from the top. We'll go for some TV stuff. Cool. And do you guys watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I do. I'm a big fan of the show. I think they started out slow, but right now where they are is really great. Their Inhuman storyline was pretty good, so I'm excited to see for season four. And they just like announced Ghost Rider, and I'm like, awesome. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to do it. Is he going to be an integrated member of the team? Or is he going to make cameos? Is he going to be an ally? Is there something that they go against? Is right. he's like in the middle? Yeah. yeah. Kind of going back and forth. Like I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it, because it's just another thing that they actually get to use that's right because correct me if i'm wrong this isn't johnny blaze this no. is the marvel now most yeah. current this is robbie uh, ghost rider yeah. right yeah right. so it drives a car yeah exactly a bike right so they revealed the car oh yeah at, at san diego they had the yeah. whole crew rip off the the sheet off the car so it's like a 69 chevy or something yeah. like that so a big muscle car nice yeah. and it's very similar to what the the in the comic right. book adaptation which he drove as well Similar concepts mm-hmm. without kind of the murderous <laughs> selling your soul, the devil sort of thing. It's TV, remember? Yeah. yeah. Still has the flaming head, I take it? Or? It's a helmet with a, f- I think. Okay. Um, yeah. There wasn't much revealed. They kind of did like this teaser where they had the Agent's Shield logo and then it catches on fire. Then you see the flaming head come out of it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how far down that path they're going to be able to go with the, particularly with the CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last season with Hive and that, yeah. they had a single episode reveal of his face and it was fantastic it looks like they saved all of their budget a CGI for that one reveal so they could do something like that Mm -hmm. which would be really cool a really good way to go with it use it sparingly so it has a greater effect exactly the audience because you don't want to come in with something that's you know even more half-assed than than (laughs) movies were right yes (laughs) yes so do you think that's why they went away from the Johnny Blaze character yeah, because he's so poorly received and went right into. Yeah, uh, and then you got to get the motorcycle, yeah. which it's a lot of stunt. Really I think is. with the car, it's maybe a bit easier to control on set, mm-hmm. and where you're doing motorcycle and jumping and all this kind of stuff, it's you know the CGI has come a long way from even the first season and what they're able to do with yeah. a minimal budget. Yeah, I'd like to see them shorten up the seasons to maybe like 15 episodes and take your 24 episodes worth of money and compress that into 15 episodes. And that's why I think in some of these bigger series like your Game of Thrones and that they compress them down now that's mm-hmm. a totally different scale mind you yeah. but they compress them down to shorter seasons half seasons basically well, with hour long episodes yeah. well they did that with Legends of Tomorrow I know it's like further along down in our conversation but last year or when they announced Legends of Tomorrow it was getting a full budget like the same budget Arrow and Flash has but it turned out to be only 16 episodes so they were able to use 
the CG more often. They still have the same amount of money t- yeah. total, but they could use more money per episode on special effects and set up and more characters. Right. So I think that's a really great idea if they shortened it because mm-hmm. it's not a cheap show to produce. It's actually one of ABC's more expensive shows, wow. and that's why I was on the bubble last year if there was coming back for season three. Interesting. I like the show, but I just don't want some cheap CG for Ghost Rider. I think it's great that they have them. It's great that Marvel allowed them to use it. Yeah. But I'm just a little tiny bit worried that we're going to get some cheap stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's going to look like a paper mache head that's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no thanks. Yeah, they got to save their powder for yeah. this one and, yeah. and really do something good. And I think they've learned from their mistakes, mm-hmm. and they've done well with the Inhuman storyline mm-hmm. as far as the powers and what they're able to do with practical effects versus CG. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the Hive thing was really cool to see. It was really well done. Yeah. And it was, I would say, just below kind of movie-grade CGI mm-hmm. for that. But again, it was all saved for a single episode right towards the end. Yeah. So nice. I could see, really see them doing something like that. Awesome. And then also the Netflix series. Yes. So we got some big reveals here. Yes. We finally got a good, decent... Well, it's not even a trailer for Luke Cage, right? It's more of an extended clip right. of a fight scene similar or akin to what we're seeing in the Daredevil series where right. he's kind of running through a, a building or whatever and beating the shit out of yeah. a few cronies or whatever. Yeah. doesn't seem as epic as those Daredevil ones, no. so I'm hoping for something a bit more... A larger scale on that. Yes. But what do you guys think of Luke Cage? Love the actor. Yeah. This guy does no wrong. I've, I've been following this guy for a little bit since uh, I've been watching The Good Wife. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great, uh, great actor. But that scene when he gets punched in the jaw and yeah. it's slow motion and the guy's yeah. arm just breaks. Yeah. So Luke Cage. Yeah. You know, well, yes, yeah. So there's that main clip and then yeah. there's the, 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 the highlight. The oh, Sizzle okay, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. From, yeah. For Marvel uh, Netflix show. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you see yeah, the fist yes. kind of crumbling. And, yeah. And Love it. And the, the, the clip set to Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's my only thing I didn't like. You uh, didn't like yeah, that? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like okay. That song kind of bothers me a little bit. I really wanted something because I heard Nas was meant to be behind the, the music for this for this show. So I was Close. really hoping for the Nas. So I saw an, I saw a, uh, an interview on IGN mm-hmm. with executive producer and Mike Coulter. I forget the executive producer's name, yeah. but him and Mike Coulter talked to IGN. And they're basically saying that the show musically is going to be a callback to 90s hip-hop. Okay. Nice. So yeah. with nineties hip hop, you got the old dress, you got Wu Tang, you got Biggie, you got like New York based nineties hip hop. Makes gonna, sense. Gonna be a lot of that's why when I heard Old Dirty Bastard in the trailer, I'm like, oh, totally makes sense. Right. And so on top of that, you have Ali Shaheed from Tribe Called Quest cool. and Adrian Young doing the soundtrack for the show. Okay. Oh. So those guys know their hip hop. They're not cool. some trendy producer that's hot right, right now. They, they've got roots. If you do your research, you know these guys know their stuff. Nice. So you know you're going to get great music. Okay. Again, I don't know if Old Indian Bastard needed to be in it, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's, it's all good. One thing I really liked about that trailer and, and that clip in the sizzle reel is like it demonstrated more of the actual true strength of Luke Cage. Yes. Because in Jessica Jones, nothing against that show, but you never really got a sense of how strong he actually is. Right. Because he's very strong. Oh, yeah. So that clip where he takes the car door and wraps it around yes. the guy, oh, throws man. him down the stairs like it was nothing. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. It's a more true representation of how strong he actually is. Absolutely. I'm hoping they go with that side with a lot of the special effects. The moral practical effects of showing just how strong he is. Because you see him, and he just, like, basically come at me. Yeah. And he just stood there. Yeah. His hoodie's full of bullet holes. And you're just like, this is a guy who really is confident. You can't hurt me. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's great because that's more akin to the combo character. Exactly. It's more akin to the true version of the character compared to what we got with Jessica Jones. I know it was Jessica Jones' show. I know mm-hmm. they introduced him. And I think that's great. But I think this, because it's a series... I. 
I would very much like a love a true representation of what he is in the comic books and I think the executive producer really has a good grasp on that mm-hmm. and that's why I'm like sign, sign me up September 30th so I know where I'm going to be yeah nice. exactly nice. Yeah. leveraging on that we have Iron Fist as well yeah. which the two of them go hand in hand exactly. and so we got a small kind of introduction to Danny Rand and Iron Fist and a little bit of his mystic powers that we're going to see mm-hmm. in the Iron Fist show so this was something that had a bit of problems getting off the ground mm-hmm. initially but it looks like they're well into filming this mm-hmm. and you know we're looking at kind of a little bit of an origin story here we're seeing at least in the clip that they showed or the trailer more of a teaser i guess is you know it looks like he's crashing into the ancient city of kunlung mm-hmm. and then we see just his initial powers escaping what looks to be some sort of insane asylum yeah, or psych something ward like. of some yeah. sort right yeah um, so it's gonna be mm-hmm. interesting to see how that character develops more and again it's these netflix series they've given us no reason to doubt them yet yeah iron fist adapting something that is like even quite a bit more different than what we've seen so far from those series mm-hmm. but i'm super excited for this one and i don't have a huge background in iron fist but right. i'm looking to this and being like ah maybe i should start reading this a bit yeah uh, i think it's gonna be uh really good to have iron fist for a couple reasons we're getting dr strange in a couple months yep so that's going to introduce the magic and mm-hmm. mysticism and exactly. then it's going to be reinforced with, with Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So people who watch Doctor Strange and then go to Iron Fist are not going to feel out of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On top of that, I think that it's going to be good to have Luke Cage and Iron Fist do the Heroes for Hire. I'm sorry, but that's like a great comic book series. You guys should definitely check it out. Yeah. Uh, those guys have such great chemistry together and it'd be really interesting to see how their chemistry goes together on the screen. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to see how they capture that chemistry on live screen, right? Yeah, yeah. I hope to a degree they've taken these two actors and put them in a room before casting mm-hmm. your Danny Rand Yeah, um, to be like, oh, these guys have to have this chemistry. They gotta gel. That, yeah. yeah, exactly, that mm-hmm. you could evolve eventually this Heroes for Hire sort of yeah. show. Yeah, I'm a bit selfish, but I kind of just want to have their show just on Netflix. Yeah. As like just, just get right to it. Just get right to it. Yeah. Like, I don't really, no, no, I'm not big on the Defenders thing because yeah. it's like a little weird. They're kind of shoehorning Jessica Jones in there. I would prefer just Heroes for Hire and just have Daredevil come in and cameo. Like, okay, we're going to a Hell's Kitchen. That's Daredevil's territory. Yeah. Let's yeah. go see what, see what he's I, I think it depends on the threat of New York. I want to know what the threat is that that, that makes me want to get involved in this show. Depending yeah. on how big that is, that'll make me either hop on board or not. Yeah, you know? well, because yeah. in the little tease you get for the Defenders, you get kind of the ripping of the different logos and exactly. creating Defenders. Yeah. But it's you do get Stick, which I believe yes. is a new quote yes. that's saying that, what do you think the four of you can protect New York or whatever it right. is? Right. Can't even protect yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so whether or not that gives an indication that it's something with the hand mm-hmm. and maybe Electra coming back, I don't really know what what could be out there as far as New York as sort of threat that could bring in the four of them together that wouldn't require that from say the what we just saw in Daredevil season two, right? Uh, which is basically Electra, Punisher, and Daredevil, right? Yeah. Uh, if you look at the Daredevil, oh sorry, not the Defenders teaser when the, all the paper rips, it actually looks like a hand. Oh, does it? Oh, okay. yeah, I catch that. It looks like go back and watch it, and like you can kind of almost not see the pinky, but yeah. you can see the rest of the fingers. Okay, so, interesting. If you if you go back into the Iron Fist comic book, there's a little bit of connection with the hand on the on the yep. mysticism part. So like I definitely see connecting through Daredevil, connecting through Iron Fist. I'm like there's your there's your big threat. Okay, and I could like do all this do all these different things that you quite wouldn't be ready for on a TV, but they but Marvel's like built up all these all these characters established them. Mm-hmm. So you okay, we can go the myth, mythical route with mm-hmm. powers and the different looking creatures and yeah. still have it be somewhat reality based, street level superheroes. Yeah. And like whoever's doing the defenders, 
who's running the show has like a very tall order on on them because if you look individually of all the three shows right now they're all looking pretty good Mm -hmm. so i really hope they do a good job hope they take like a very good storyline from the comic books and i'm just crossing my fingers that like it's good as i hope it is because like you said so far it's they've kind of not let us down yeah and and i'm curious to see how much marvel is hand-holding slash making sure that they don't make any missteps because I know Marvel's kind of notorious for like getting the directors and executive producers to do certain things for narratively. Oh, okay. We're going to get all these great shows, but since Defenders is more of a team up and they have to do the balance, and we all know how difficult it is to balance out strong characters in movies and TV shows, I wonder if Marvel's going to have somebody in there to balance, to just, okay, a little less this, a little more of that. Right. Just to like kind of point them in the right direction. Well, I'm sure there is going to be, and there's, they probably have some sort of story group that's in there, similar to what Lucasfilm does, as far as controlling these characters and mm-hmm. looking down the road and seeing where we need to have these characters placed as far as uh, future storylines and that. Because even in Daredevil Season 2, towards the end, we started to get some very different storylines and narrative in there, mm-hmm. dealing with kind of those weird zombie kids mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. The, the Electra being put into that kind of whatever it was, that pot, <laughs> whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's something different going on there. So they started to tease a bit of this and try to pull it out because I remember, because me and my, myself and my wife watched Daredevil and the first one is super grounded and then when you get to the back half of season two, stuff starts to change a little. So you can see them starting to see that earlier on yeah. and we're going to, not so much probably in Luke Cage but definitely Iron Fist and then mm-hmm. Probably more so to amp up the threat level to New York and Defenders. Yeah. They, they also officially announced Daredevil Season 3. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, we all knew this was coming. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah not, without a question. Not a surprise. Yeah. I just thinking like, we're probably going to get Iron Fist beginning of next year's spring. Most yeah. Likely. Every six months, it seems like they come yeah. out. Yeah. Nice. And so next, no, next fall-ish, we're probably going to get Defenders. Yeah. So we're probably looking at Daredevil, you know, spring 2018. Yeah, year and a half just later. Just jam-packed. Like, you know what? I, at first, I was like, six months is too long. I'm like, I think it's perfect enough. It is good. Yeah. It's a good time to kind of sit back and enjoy and, and revisit some of these things before getting back into Luke Cage. Because also, in, in between that, you have the films and you have comic books. There's just so much. If these things were coming out every two months that you had to binge watch for 15, 16 hours or whatever it is. Yeah. You get tiresome of some of these things, yeah. right? And I do like, like you said, this idea of every six months, you get your kind of Marvel fix, your Marvel TV fix, some different characters, some off characters you're never going to see in film, really, mm-hmm. or maybe, hopefully, <laughs> down yeah. the road. But yeah. I was surprised that they didn't announce a Punisher series. That's what I was, oh well, man, I really out. wanted he that. He did come out, yeah. and so I think they're kind of saying, they're nodding him, he got an action figure, yeah. and so they're giving the nod that, yes, this guy's a fan favorite, because people freaked oh, out incredible. when he came yeah. out. Yeah, they said like earlier this year that he is getting a show, but... I think they kind of have to figure out where to put him. Exactly. Yeah, so they kind of kept him on the hush for a little bit now, right? He probably will make a cameo in Defenders, realistically. I would think so, yeah. Because yeah. he's so good in Daredevil. Really? He stole the show. Un- like, I didn't think it would be that much of a factor. But just, like, Episode 9, Season 2, Daredevil's amazing. Like, the prison. Yeah, so good. Didn't even expect it. No. I was like, what? I had to watch the episode twice. Nice. Yeah. Because nice. he was at, at the end of the sizzle reel that they showed yeah. uh, in the panel. Yeah. He was the focus. Like, yeah. as it went black, it would yeah. just zoom right in on his chest. Oh, man. And, yeah. So, uh, we're going to see lots of Punisher coming down the road. Can't right. wait. So, jumping into the films. So, Marvel had a massive panel. A little different than what they normally do. They didn't really bring everyone out and kind of sit them down. And so, what we're going to do here is we'll run through kind of chronologically as these come out, not as they were announced. So, yeah. starting with Doctor Strange. So, we got another trailer for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. 
And what did you guys think of this? This is kind of, again, we're stepping, like we mentioned, into the more mystical, something that's a bit different. Yeah. You know, we touched on this idea, this concept of magic in Thor, kind of. Yeah. Where it's more technology you don't understand. But this is stepping way further down the road mm-hmm. of, of the mystic arts oh, and that. So yeah. it's we're starting to see this develop in this trailer, more so than we saw in the first teaser, which was kind of just pointing towards the idea that we had kind of this arrogant surgeon that gets injured and has to do something to fix it. Yeah. Where this is showing, okay, we're going on astral plane level here. Yeah. <laughs> what did yeah. you guys think of what you saw in this trailer? I, I love it. Not only are they stepping more into the mysticism route, they're owning it. This looks incredible. Like I said before, some comparisons. I'm sure a lot of people have with um, Inception. But it also has kind of like the Inception sound. Like the music, the score a little bit. And these effects are top notch. These might be some of the best effects I've seen in a Marvel movie. And this is just going off the trailer. Um, it was funny at the end. It yeah. came off organically. It wasn't like BVS. Is she with you? I thought she was with you. Like this actually like flowed. It was so funny, that little end part. And yeah, I'm totally on board with Doctor Strange now. The first trailer I was kind of on board. Now I'm just like... I'm going to get the comic. I'm going to get the Marvel Legends. Like, I'm just, I'm into this world right now. Loved it. I'm, I was sold on from the first trailer. Nice. I, I just wanted to see it. Yeah. I mean, ever since they just, like, did a subtle name drop with... Uh, Winter Soldier. So, Winter Soldier is like Dr. Stephen Strange. I'm like, yes. So it makes me, makes me think, is part of this movie taking place before Winter Soldier? Because they knew about him... But if he's just a regular surgeon, why would S.H.I.E.L.D. even care about yeah. him? Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit before. Yeah, yeah when yeah. does that take place, right? So, yeah, yeah. We've, we've speculated that this could be like sort of a continuum across from Winter Soldier through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was some talk from Kevin Feige that said, basically, I don't know if this is just a, an easy way to get out of it, mm-hmm. is that, well, he was just this really good surgeon that was on Hydra's uh, radar. Oh, okay. And he was very outspoken, so that's why his name is name dropped. But I like the idea that like do- the Doctor Strange movie takes place starting before Winter Soldier, through Winter Soldier, yes. and then present day yeah. is when he actually develops his powers. So it's like it's not so much like he finds you know the Ancient One and all of a sudden he has his powers. Mm-hmm. It takes years to develop his mastery. Like, it. Yes, yeah. his practice, yes. and repetition, all that that he has to go through, and it's maybe compressed down into somewhat of a montagey sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But that it's just so it spans. So it's instead of being like right as or right after Civil War, it's happening during Civil War, during Winter Soldier, and during all these other movies that have happened in between them. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I really like that. Yeah, and I'm I'm also really excited that the way that they're telling the story for Doctor Strange is that they're seeding the villain for the future within the first movie. Right. Which gives them a really natural way to, like, have him turn into the villain. Exactly, because right now they look buddy-buddy. The chemistry's cool between them, right? There's such a mutual respect. Yeah. It's gonna be good to see how Bar- the the kind of the fall of Baron Mordo. Yeah, right. and I hope it's not. I hope it's kind of more. Even if it takes to the third movie, yeah. to get to to finally get to this his final you know arch nemesis forming. I don't want it to be like, oh, you know, hey, guess what, guys? I'm actually evil. I'm behind this plan to begin with. Yeah, and I want it to be kind of more of organic growth and maybe this resentment of Stephen Strange. Maybe he gets the Sorcerer Supreme over Baron Mordo. Yeah, yeah. and that sort of kind of chemistry relationship developing. Hopefully they don't go uh, the Green Lantern route, where it's like you know the end credits. Nestro's like, hey, yeah. you know. I'm well, that's the bad guy. it. That's it. like they need they need to build this. It needs to be you need to feel the weight behind. That's kind of like a Thor Loki sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's this resentment because he's getting the crown or whatever. He's, it has to be more organic within yes. the movies. Exactly. Yeah. So and so you do see him wearing the Eye of Agamotto around his neck mm-hmm. at one point. Do you think there's an Infinity Stone in there? Probably. Yeah. yeah. They have 100%. to, right? They have to, they have to get yeah. these things out. They get two yeah. more to get. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And this seems like the next logical movie to, to have an Infinity Stone in, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, the visuals look 
fantastic. And Incredible. we're getting, you know, the constant comparison is Inception. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that this breaks through that and this becomes the new comparison for Inception-like movies with, yeah. with the visual effects. And mm-hmm. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Right. I'm assuming some sort of astral plane and oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. all that going on. But it looks, like you said, fantastic. Yeah. You get a better look at Mads Mixon's character. Oh, his makeup, right? Yeah. The eyes? Yeah. Jeez. So he looks like he's some sort of at least maybe disciple or some sort of student of maybe the ancient one that's kind of turned to the dark side, kind of more like a Sith Lord sort of thing, kind of <laughs> yeah. into the dark arts, right? And yeah. and maybe being controlled by maybe like a, a Dormammu of yes. some sort. So he's got you know, almost a puppet master above him, right? And so you, again, you're looking at maybe a bigger bad further down the road. Yeah, as like well. he's been sealed away, but he's kind of making yeah. his way back through him. Maybe yeah. definitely, so, yeah. definitely one of the things they could do. I just thought about is like they defeat whoever Mads Mikkelsen is, like his character, mm-hmm. and then like you know the and the end credits like tease Dormammu. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I can yeah. totally see Marvel doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And they have the opportunity here with a, a brand new property, and this is something that they they've done with Guardians and Iron Man. Is right now not a lot of people, at least in the the greater population, the mm-hmm. moviegoers. You know, we have us comic fans that kind of know the origin stories of Doctor Strange, and but right now they have the ability to go in and tweak things, mm-hmm. to change things to fit kind of the movie universe. Right. And as you get further down the road with say, you know, even Guardians now and Iron Man and Cap, people are going to get more ticked off when you start tweaking, you know, their origin stories or their characters and that. Where here you have the ability to essentially lay the foundation for. Doctor Strange's universe, because coming out of this, and you'll notice towards as we discuss more of these, these are all Phase Three. These are none of the original Phase One characters that we're talking Ooh, about. Yeah. And you know they have this big ph- photograph at the end where they talk about the Marvel family. Let's get a big picture, and you look at there's no Phase One characters in there. Wow, it's all brand new characters. These are the franchises that are going to take us beyond 2020, beyond Infinity wow. War, right? Yeah, and so they're they're building this this new whole universe around these new characters. Yeah. And this is what's going to propel Marvel into the future when we do, you know, maybe not have a Captain America movie every yeah. two, three years or an Iron Man movie. Maybe these guys are become more support roles. Right. But these are the characters they're going to be looking to to carry the MCU, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And I love it because Marvel's been doing it in their comics, right? Especially nowadays, they're always switching up the status quo, we're switching right. up, you know, the, the new stories that we're following. So more power to them. Yeah, exactly. And so. My one of my most anticipated movies of 2017 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume. Oh 2. yeah, that's all you. Yeah, <laughs> and James Gunn came. I watched this panel as well. They they posted it online. Yeah, and James Gunn come flying out, just amped up to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy just loves what he does. Nice. And they had three clips that they showed. So we only got scene descriptions from all of this. We didn't get any footage from the Marvel panels, which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah, uh, with the exception of the new title card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is quite long actually but uh, with Guardians so they had the three clips so they had um, a piece featuring Yandu Rocket and Baby Groot uh, with the Ravengers mm-hmm. and then they had a behind the scenes featurette with the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disneyland Whoa! Um, so that's taking over the old Tower of Terror no it's way gonna be, it's going to be a collector's base I think it's going to be basically you're going through the collector's uh, collection if you will wow and so that's good. looking to open I think in 2017 at some point so that's shutting huge. down Tower that's Tower a big Terror. move yeah because yeah. I, I love that tower I love yeah. that ride wow and then we got a Nice little glimpse at a little montage piece of showing kind of the, the main Guardian Star-Lord Drax and that. It looks like it was really well received. Mm-hmm. Very much of the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe that we got from Volume 1. Mm-hmm. This movie takes place almost on top of the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume oh, really? 1. So it's a bit different than the normal Marvel movies, which yeah. usually take place a year or so after. Maybe mm-hmm. similar to like the in-real-life time frame. Did we so, feel a uh, soundtrack? Because the last one was pretty sweet. Yeah, so they got, there's a few songs in there. I can't remember exactly what they 
they did. But again, it's this similar vibe. Nice. It's, you know, building from the soundtrack yeah. out into the movie and, mm-hmm. and really capturing that. Maybe the 80s? Yes, yeah. maybe. Sweet. So they rolled out some of the Ravengers. So one of the new characters is Taserface, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> But he's an old character from the original Guardians line, I bet. from the 90s line. It sounds like yeah, it, right? Sounds like it. <laughs> so he looks like he's going to be the leader of, at least to some degree, the, the Ravengers. Mm-hmm. Or Yonda seems to have more of this contentious relationship with the Ravengers at this point. Cool. They marched out kind of the whole line. So we got Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, Zoe Sandalia. And then they, they marched out a couple new characters. So we knew we had confirmation that Mantis was going to be in this mm-hmm. by this actress who I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her name. Um, <laughs> so she's not going to be green though, apparently. Really? Yeah. Oh. So she's going to be her, they called, James Gunn said, her normal skin color. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's interesting because like Karen Gillan and Zoe Saldana both aren't their natural skin color in yeah. the movie. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is it, it's another green character. So you'd have Drax, Gamora, <laughs> Mantis, Hulk, <laughs> right? You're right. starting to build too many green characters. That's true. Here, but... And they had to really change uh, um, the colors, right? Because in the comics, you look at Gamora and, and Drax, the, the color's pretty similar. Yeah, they really grayed out Drax. They did, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is true. And then they also announced uh, this uh, Elizabeth Debicki. She's playing Aisha. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool character, actually. So she's kind of was constructed as this perfect being. And they also call her her. Uh, mm. But she was the second of that type, preceded by him, which is Adam Warlock. Yeah. Oh. So, and, you know, the in the Easter egg for Guardians of the Galaxy, you can see Adam Warlock's little yep. cocoon. The cocoon. Yeah. 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 And so, she came out of a cocoon as well. So I'm wondering if we're actually going to get Adam Warlock in mm. number two. Oh, I would absolutely freaking love even if we got just another hint towards adam warlock that this is coming further down in the future right yeah because he has a lot of significance when it comes to the the one of the infinity stones right exactly it's on so, his head right yeah like, like vision yeah similar to vision yeah. so uh, it would be interesting to see if we get that character because i really thought that's who star lord's father was going to yes. be yes uh, but we've got the reveal that it's in fact kurt russell's character yeah. who is playing eagle the living planet yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you think that's going to work well, he, I think they believe, revealed his his costume too. Yeah. So he does have a human form, and obviously because you know Star Lord's his son, and yeah. have to have a human form. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of let down though by it, to be honest. I, I was really shooting for. I know they didn't want to go with Jason, the original yeah. father, but I'm with you, man. I wanted Adam Warlock. I really wanted that to be the dad, or or maybe someone from like the Nova Corp, or so, something a little better than than the knockoff Mogo Planet from DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not on board with this one. What do you guys think? I'm a little bit disappointed. Yeah, and it's Kurt Russell, man. You got Kurt, Kurt Russell. I, I think working. it's great. Kurt Russell's a great actor. He's done yeah. a lot. Of, he's done a great body of work. However, I'm just like I would love to have left that for the movie. Honestly, yeah, it's kind of spoiled too. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah like, they did. They did reveal a lot there. I am happy that Kurt Russell is playing his father. Yes, I'm assuming he's gonna have the big beard in that, which looks like Jason from the comic book. Yeah. And the fact that he's using ego, I don't. I, I my guess is that as far as how it's gonna work either can control a planet mm-hmm. or become part of it or some sort of spaceship and people think it's sentient. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be his face slapped on a, no. the, the outside of a planet. Yeah, I think so it's, it's not a... like the Galactus Cloud. Yeah. No, yeah, oh, exactly. Can't <laughs> get anywhere near that. Another thing from the movie is like Sylvester Sloan's in the movie. Yeah, because wasn't he in the last one they said supposedly or he's been, but you just didn't see him? Like, was he on set for the last one, or was it just this one? I think it's just this, just one. this okay. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like curious to see what it is character who his character is in the Marvel universe. Yeah, like, I don't even want to know until I sit in the theater. I'd rather like just not have it spoiled. Just okay, I'm already on board. Yeah. I'm, like for for like number two, the first one was great, big surprise, but great overall. So just like 
Stop ruining things for us, please, Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like a pretty big plot device to spoil that the dad reveal a little bit, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think to a degree. It would have yeah. been nice to maybe step back from that or at least just say he is Eagle, but not yeah. just step back from that, exactly. you know, revealing that he is his father. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's one of those things that's really hard to stay away from, some of these spoilers, right? It's, it is. And especially when you do a podcast, <laughs> it talks about these specific spoilers. <laughs> but the other cool reveal was, did you see Yandu when he came out? And he's yeah. rocking the big fin sail on his yeah. head. Sold. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. like straight out of the original comics. Oh, yeah. Because I know a lot of people are disappointed from, you know, the how small it was in the original. Mm. It looks like it's some sort of component of the smaller mohawk that right. he had in guardians of the galaxy volume one mm-hmm. and i'm really digging his new look that's yeah. so cool and he seems to have a bigger part in this movie he's part of the the guardians yeah. as is nebula yeah and so it looks like they're going to be a much larger roles as far as um fighting on the side of the guardians mm-hmm. and it depends we'll see who the actual villain is it looks like the ravengers are going to be at least some sort of uh, antagonist mm-hmm. and but probably something along the lines of ego and something maybe a bit bigger than that mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh, kind of the threat to the galaxy if you will yeah. mm-hmm. maybe a thanos seed and again which you have to start pumping that a bit more we have to start rolling up you know yeah. we're running out of movies yeah. yeah start building up the thanos army or the concept of that he's coming that he's doing something that he is gathering these stones yeah. beyond of you know we saw at the end of age of ultron he's got the infinity gauntlet mm-hmm. as just what is his next step as far as gathering these stones and then on to spider-man homecoming my boy yes yeah. i'm super interested to see what you guys think mm-hmm. of what they revealed from spider-man homecoming so they they had a scene description and they showed some stuff that yeah. gives us this very John Hughes vibe of a right. movie. Even Freaks and Geeks was mentioned nice. as a comparison, which is a TV show that I absolutely love. Yeah, yeah. And if they can hit the, those two kind of the, the vibe from those movies, yeah. this is going to look incredible. It's going to be great. It's going to it's going to have a different feel from any other Marvel movie that we've seen to date. Mm-hmm. And it was from the the director John Watts. He specifically stated. This is about a boy in high school. Yeah. We, you know, we've had billionaire playboys. We've had gods. super soldiers. We have gods. Yeah. We have hulks. All that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. This is simply a teenager movie. Right. Built into a whole superhero genre, right? Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's this thing that Marvel keeps continuing to hit on is that they're taking specific genres and melding them into a comic book movie. Yeah. You know, like your political thrillers and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of the Vulture art? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love the concept art because I'm one of these people that's on board with the Vulture. I want to see it happen, especially if you have Michael Keaton behind the mantle of Vulture. I think he's going to deliver all the way. And just a little synopsis they kind of gave out. It just it just sounds great. It's going to be funny. You know, it's it's going to be the sense of a boy in high school that had powers that yeah. can't say anything. Like, you know, he hears that everyone's talking about Spider-Man. He's on YouTube and he wants to say, hey, man, that's me. But he can't. He yeah. won't do it, right? So it's, it's going to be such a cool experience and something so different than anything else we've seen. But... I feel like we say this every time when a new Marvel movie is coming out. Doctor Strange, Captain America, all these things are so different. Just different properties, right? Yeah, so, exactly. No, yeah. but Troy basically hit it on the head. It's going to be really, really interesting to see an actual high school kid with powers. Yes. Like, that's essentially the, like, the spirit of the first set of comic books. Like, he's exactly. a kid. Exactly, yeah. He doesn't really understand half the things that are going on in his life. And mm-hmm. then he has superpowers on top of it. Yeah. He has this responsibility to help people. He's going to be dealing with a lot of heavy stuff that oh, he should yeah. never have to deal with, to right. be honest. So it's going to be interesting to see how he interacts and if he decides to confide in somebody or, or however they play that up. Because I just think that, you know, with what we've had in the past for, as, for, as far as Spider-Man, though the actors were good, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were mm-hmm. great actors in the Spider-Man roles we never really had a believable high school teenager yeah. yes 
Absolutely and, agree. And like with with what we saw in Civil War, this makes me believe like yeah, no, whoever they pick for Spider Man, his name escapes me right now. Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom, Tom Holland. <laughs> it's it's great. Like yeah. he he completely looks like and acts like he's a kid. Yeah, just embodies it, and it's great. Like I'm just like I'm I'm on board. I'll be there opening night. Nice. Yeah, nice. Exactly. I'm a bit pulled back from the vulture concept art really yeah you, you yeah, feel it eh? I, yeah. I was looking at it and when i saw it i was like this looks a little bit like it was left over from amazing spider-man 2 <laughs> it was a little bit like to be honest the yeah. vibe i got from nice. it. yeah yeah and so I, I need to see it in motion like yeah. i know it's just concept art and that mm-hmm. stuff changes all the time mm-hmm. this is just to give you a good look and a, basically a confirmation that yes vulture he's been heavily rumored yeah. that he's actually going to be in it and I need to see a bit more of this to get on board. For sure. I'm totally on board with the vibe of the movie and what oh, they're yeah. going for. And they just have to have the right villain and the right dynamic there yeah. to make it a, a rounded out superhero movie. For sure. Because they've been lacking the, in the Spider-Man franchise a proper villain since Octopus, which you talked about last episode. He was great. And we haven't had a good villain since then, right? And then so a bunch of Green Goblins. A bunch of yeah. Green Goblins, which has been ridiculous. I also like how it's a mashup of the Ultimate Universe. We got somebody in there who I think is going to be Gank from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Miles' best friend. We have Flash in there. That's confirmed yep. as Flash, but he knows a different uh, race, which is cool. And then we have another girl in there. I think, yeah, we do have another girl in there who seems like she could be someone from um, the Spectacular Spider-Man oh, cartoon. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz Allen, kind of. So uh, I, can't, I can't wait. I'm just so excited for this movie. Yeah, and like one weird thing that I read, like Donald Glover, the guy from Community, sent a comment. Years ago, he was kind of like lightly kind of campaigning to be Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Yeah, doing Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. And so he eventually got cast in, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, like, is this going to be like a backdoor Easter egg and make him be Mr. Morales, like one of his teachers? Yes. Yeah, we we're talking about that. I'm, I'm hoping he's going to be Prowler and his nephew would be Miles. I'm yeah. hoping because he's a little bit older. So yeah. that's why I'm really He doesn't fit it. that Miles Morales age. Not anymore. No. Yeah. But having something like that, oh, that would be... I would yeah. love it. And, and Prowler's getting his own standalone now, right? Yeah. With this yeah. whole new Marvel. So. Which... In the past, you see Marvel Comics seeding these characters earlier on yeah. to get the awareness up, and then all of a sudden they're dropping. So I've, you've seen this continually through the years yeah. that you know Captain Marvel's gotten quite big, and right. Black Panther's being thrust back in the yeah. limelight. Yeah. Doctor Strange. Exactly. Yep. And so you're seeing them taking up bigger roles in the comic books beyond what they were as supporting Avengers and that, and then all of a sudden they have their own movies. Yeah. So I like to take sometimes cues from the comic books mm-hmm. to say, well, maybe this is coming down the pipe eventually. They're testing the water, say, in the comic book universe for the reception of particular individuals, particular characters, and to see eventually if they could see them in movies. I like to see that there's some sort of synergy there. Definitely. And not just building, oh, hey, they've done well in the movies, we're going to give them a comic book. Let's try the opposite way and see if we can get these characters, you know, thrusted a bit more to the forefront of, of, of viewership. For sure. What about Thor 3? So this is a movie... That we're finally starting to see, and I know you guys talked a bit about this last week of the on uh, the Hulk onset videos that we're seeing, right. and they showed off the Hulk armor, mm-hmm. which looks like it fell right out of the comic book, and it looks incredible. Yeah. There's a few scene descriptions that were pointing towards some gladiatorial fights with Hulk and Thor, and kind of maybe this unworthy Thor kind of concept that we're getting. Yeah, uh, the confirmation of some of the villains, particularly Surtur mm-hmm. and a few others. Hela apparently looks fantastic. Yeah. And so it looks like a jam-packed movie. For sure, they got a lot. Jeff Goldblum playing Grandmaster, and they just started shooting this thing. So there's really no footage, I think, beyond maybe some really early on concept art, as well as some really early on shots that they may have showed maybe some clip art from or whatever. Um, But this looks like it's really really developing into this, you know, more of the Planet Hulk storyline than I thought there was actually going to be in there. There seems to be quite a focus in on 
what we're going to see from both a Thor and a Hulk perspective. Yeah. And which is cool. It's a nice way that Marvel is sidestepping their deal with uh, Universal, Universal <laughs> to get a standalone Hulk movie th- you know, kind of shoehorned into a Thor movie. And I'm curious if it's going to take away from the movie mm-hmm. a little bit or if we're going to get maybe a bit half of what we wanted from Ragnarok and half of what we wanted from an actual Hulk standalone yeah. and not enough of either. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that with this new director, he seems to have a bit of a vision as far as what he wants to mm-hmm. produce with Hulk and Thor. Mm-hmm. And there's that cool mockumentary apparently that they showed. Yeah. And it was, you know, where Thor and Hulk were. <laughs> kind of, it's kind of a lighthearted take on, yeah. on what they, where they were during Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. Thor was, I guess, was living in Australia with his roommate. <laughs> it looked quite funny. I guess, uh, hopefully they reveal it at some point. It might be some sort of one shot that they produce at some yeah. point. Just yeah. kind of Bring it back. Like, yeah, this this fun mockumentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be great. No, I can't wait. You know, the fans have been asking for Planet Hulk, World War Hulk for a while now, right? And, yeah. And good old Kevin Feige out there, he really does listen, and he has such a good idea of what he's doing with this universe, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it. And you know what? Even if, if, if it takes away a bit from Thor, I'm, I'm totally fine with that, yeah. because we've had two Thor films that can't really seem to stand well alone. Yeah. So um, give him the power of Hulk there, for sure. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I'm thinking, yeah. like, well, Thor movies are passable. They, they're great for setup. Mm-hmm. But... You know, outside of Thor, in that film universe, there's not real a lot of other strong characters that you can, like, oh my god, okay, this guy's in it, it's great. Just Loki. Just Loki, yep. right? And I don't, I think they don't want to overuse Loki too much. Yeah. Because he's such a good character. Tom Hiddleston does, a, does such a good job yep. of playing him that you need something else. Yeah. It's like, so with them adding Hulk in and, you know, having the little bit of adversarial thing with Hulk and Thor... Mm-hmm. I could definitely see like that pushing through the slower parts of the movie, not having to rely on like the Warriors three from Thor one and two. And Jane Foster, oh, yeah. like what's her, her name? Natalie Portman <laughs> doesn't doesn't even want to be in that... the movie, so like don't have her. She no. she doesn't look like she wants to be there in the scenes. Yeah. It's like, and this is going to be the first time that we're probably not going to have Thor visiting Earth yeah. as well. This is going to be completely out in the other realms, mm-hmm. which is which is great. You know, it's. It should be in Asgard and the other realms that he's supposed to be a defender of. I think it's great. Thor on top of that, him causing havoc because we saw how he just picked up and ragdoll Loki like he's yeah. nothing. Yeah. So you can imagine a bunch of other people like they think they're strong and they fight the Hulk and he's like way stronger. Right. But if, I'm going to be interested to see if they go with like the Gray Hulk. Right now, the Hulk character outside of Bruce Banner, just the green guy, is kind of one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So one thing that I have that's been rumored is that. There's going to be more of a melding of Hulk and Bruce Banner into this character. Right. So maybe more of an intelligent Hulk. Yeah. And so that's how you maybe can thrust and, and progress the narrative of the individual character. Mm-hmm. But again, that's a lot of setup that they have to do. So they have to they have to produce that concept as yeah. well as get them into space at some yeah, point off of right. it. Whether or not they just say, eh, you just pull up on the joystick and fire it off into space. <laughs> I think, I think they probably just somebody from Asgard took him. It could be as simple as the Grandmaster, Jeff Goldblum's character, comes out and says, I'm taking you, and you're going to fight in the like, gladiatorial ring, yeah. out wherever, and something as simple as that probably would work. Yeah, that's uh, right. I don't need a kind of a long extended, yeah, you're right, yeah. uh, sequence to kind of t- t- saying, well, at the end of Civil War, or start of Civil War, he flew to space, and yeah. whatever. Those things can't go in space. Yeah. We learned this <laughs> from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of the most anticipated movies, at least from my perspective of 2018, is Black Panther. Um, he's one of my favorite characters nice. and the continually adding characters and actors to this that make this thing look absolutely epic they showed absolutely nothing no concept art with the exception of a new title card mm-hmm. and they just brought out the cast and that jacked me up more so than the majority cast. of these movies that came out yeah. so we have 
Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, confirmed as Eric Killmonger. Yes. Which is the character I wanted him to be yep. to start with. So he's this exiled son, um, which has ties to Ulysses Claw, which is Andy Serkis' yeah, character. Yeah, which is one of his big villains. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so uh, Lupita yeah. is playing a villain uh, mm-hmm. to some degree, so Nikia. Nice. Uh, but she does eventually become, uh, what's her name? Malice. Cool. Uh, so that's all part of the, the Dora Milaje. Yeah. And so then we have confirmation to the Walking Dead star, the, the, the actress that plays uh, Michonne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's going to be the head of the Dora Milaje. Yeah. And which is awesome. Nice. I'm really looking forward to seeing that character in there. And then they have uh, Chadwick Boseman again returning as T'Challa. As the man himself. So this is an incredible cast. Yeah. And what looks like it's going to develop. Cause so I know some of the history of these characters and their connection to each other and the building of this, the villains within it. Potentially a Winter Soldier cameo. Right. And you know, expanding on the concept of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Coogler, the director, again, says how much he's looking forward to producing and having almost Wakanda as a character itself, which we're seeing in the current Black Panther run is mm-hmm. that Wakanda is almost a character. Yeah. Right. And that's what I want them to develop in the, uh, the movie itself is that they need to really focus on building up this kind of primitive looking society that is the most technologically advanced society on the planet, right? right. Yeah. And so it, it, what are you guys thinking of what they what they're these uh, casting and these character announcements? I, I love it. I love it for so many reasons, especially on a divi- uh, diverse level, right? This is a huge, huge cast that we got and it's the most diverse cast we've had since... I couldn't tell you, maybe 12 Years a Slave, right? Yeah. Or, or Selma. This is incredible. Marvel, once again, is going to another step, another direction that we haven't gone before. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys just can't do any wrong until I see them do it. I mean, I'm just on board. Love it. Yeah. Same. Uh, on, on, on top of that diverse note, I think it's great that we have all this diversity. Yeah. Another point is they're not changing a character to just to fit the diversity quota. Exactly. Like the Black Panther yeah. comic book has existed for a while. Yes. So if you go back... All the characters are African American or black, however you want to have them described. So mm-hmm. it's like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it to meet some quota, which which is great. Yeah. It actually feels like this character actually belongs, or which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ryan Coogler, the director, he did uh, Fruitvale Station, Creed. Yeah, Creed. Yeah. He's such a good He's job of Creed, and yeah. like having him as a director to, to helm everything, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like. He just genuinely cares having all the actors and actresses be there, them being genuinely excited because, you know, Fruitville Station is a good movie. Oh, Creed's yeah. a fantastic it's movie. It's great. It just makes you realize that Marvel actually cares. Yeah. Putting out good quality content, especially because it's so diversity heavy mm-hmm. that they kind of have to, like, this has to be above bar. For sure. Yeah. And it has to be, like, quality yeah. for those people out there who don't like that. Yeah. It's like... No, we're not going to give you an excuse to hit on it. It's going to be just as good as everything else, which is fantastic. Yeah. I'm on board. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this movie fits in with the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I understand the whole Winter Soldier being there at the end of Civil War. Yeah. But how does it fit with the Infinity War? That's my that's my thing. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably going to be more standalone-ish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's developing the uh, the concepts of Wakanda and inner workings and uh, T'Challa becoming a new king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that sort of concept with, you know, Eric Killmonger coming in and maybe wanting to try to, you know, organize some sort of coup with the help of Ulysses Claw mm-hmm. and Malice and all that. And probably have very loose ties, similar to what I think Doctor Strange is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's going to be there in the MCU. There might be some off references you can see, and actually in the Doctor Strange, you can see the Avengers Tower in the folding out oh, okay, yeah, city yeah. and that. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's going to be references probably to maybe the Secret Avengers, as alluded to at the end of Civil yeah. War. But at the same time, I think it's going to be a lot about the Black Panther and the Wakanda story. It has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't saturate or, 
or you know pull apart a Black Panther story and try to you know, shoehorn in a Captain America story or what have you, right? right exactly. um, yeah. It has to feel like a Black Panther movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to give Ryan Coogler the, the reins to do really more or less what he wants to do. Yeah. And I think it's telling a, a total Wakandan story yeah. instead of trying to fit this into the greater part of Infinity War. Because when you look at it, Black Panther fits in Infinity War, but Infinity yeah. War doesn't fit into Black Panther. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a good and call. So it's, it's kind of how you develop that. And I think they really need to have a strong start to this character and a mm-hmm. strong origin story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exactly feel like a drawn out origin story because mm-hmm. we know who this character is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they need this needs to be the new Captain America. I yeah. think like this needs to take. It's going to go along the same path. It's going to have the same similar tone. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the character is very similar in a sense, but it's on a grander scale. Exactly. I think they need to develop that. This could even be a kind of melding of Cap and Iron Man. Yeah, as well, you have right? the technology, right? Yeah. So I think they need to have a strong foundation for this character because mm-hmm. you're going to see a trilogy out of this. And this oh, is, yeah. needs to take you beyond your Thor's Captain America's and that, right? Yeah. This has to be your new set of characters. Yeah, absolutely agree. And, and he's had such a great start already going off of Civil War. Mm-hmm. I think him and Spider were one of the highlights, right? Yeah. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And with this cast, man, I don't think you can go, you can't get much better actors. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, definitely not. So, and then right at the end of the panel, right after all these reveals, you know, Kevin Feige's got the whole group together and he says, oh, by the way, Here's Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> so a movie we're not going to see till 2019. Yeah. And we have the confirmation of Brie Larson, yeah. Oscar winner, and someone that can carry a movie from an acting chops and from the physical perspective. You know, mm-hmm. she was great in even 21 Jump Street, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm really excited to see this. I know she was in your first choice, Troy. Yeah, I was going for Emily Blunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with an Oscar winner right there, right? No. And uh, she fits the build. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a good pick. And I like how they kind of revealed the new Marvel logo too on yeah. the hat there. Yeah, exactly. Marvel Studios logo. Yeah, so, so um, I can't wait. Um, I haven't seen enough of her, to be honest, though. I didn't no. see The Room, but I heard nothing but great things, and she won the Oscar, so that's yeah. that's cool. I guess I was just more comfortable with Emily Blood because after seeing her in Edge of Tomorrow, like she can do action, and, yep. and she, she has that strength of uh, Captain Marvel that she carries with her, right? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, they said we're not going to see her until her standalone movie in 2019, yeah. but I can't, they you know, whether it's in Guardians of the Galaxy, because they've set the foundation, both Agents of the Shield and Guardians with the Kree and her creation and that. So mm-hmm. you can kind of start to build out the foundation of her, of her origin story mm-hmm. or an Infinity War Part 1. Like, they've got to start seeding this character. I can't imagine they're going to wait to see what is going to be a very strong female character, their yeah. first female-led superhero yeah. movie yeah. coming out of Marvel. They can't wait that long, right? We've got yeah. Wonder Woman drop-in. We've yeah. got DC pushing a hard way yeah. on that end. Marvel's got to get their character out there. We've got a Black Widow, yes. Yeah. Uh, but she hasn't been given that standalone movie. So she's got to give them you know, quite a bit of running room in the Avengers movies. But at the same time, we need to get a new face out there, I think, for for the Marvel on the female aspect. Yeah, they really got to push her because we've got, you know, Wonder Woman in BVS. We've got her own standalone coming up and we have her already coming out in the Justice League. That's three yeah. Wonder Womans right there. And yeah. we don't have one standalone. I definitely don't think that they're going to wait that long. No. Yeah. Because like, I know Joss Whedon wanted to put for the final shot of um, Age of Ultron. Right. Oh, yeah. He wanted to, but they didn't have anybody cast so we couldn't, obviously he couldn't. Yeah. So I'm thinking that the Russo brothers probably want to have Captain Marvel there. Yeah, even if it's just Carol Danvers for now. Like yeah. Just introduce the character. Yeah. Right. And say, well, here's here's Brie Larson. She's not quite Captain Marvel. And say some effect of Infinity War causes her to go through the transformation yeah, or something. Yeah. Like right? the first first movie. And yeah. And like, 
she gets her powers, whatever, blah, 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 and then she's in Infinity yeah. War 2. You do a kind of a pseudo-shoehorned-in origin story for Captain Marvel in the bulk of Infinity War, similar to what you have with Black Panther and Spider-Man a bit yeah. in, in Civil War, is seeding these characters early on so we don't have to waste the time mm-hmm. in an origin or in a standalone movie. We can just kind of progress the character, the narrative of the character. Because yeah. that Captain Marvel movie is going to have to at least, to some degree, have some sort of continuum from... Infinity War Part One through Infinity War Part Two because I think it lies in the middle of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Um, so you can't just ignore that. You can't just have an origin story ignoring like the world getting attacked by Thanos or whatever, right? That's right. <laughs> Unless you do some sort of like prequel, so there has yeah. to be some sort of continuity between the movies there, right? You can't ignore that. It's definitely a balancing act. For yeah. Marvel. Do you think we could see Sword now span out of this? Or is that too much when we have Shield and we have the Nova Corp? Would sword just be too much going on in the Marvel? You, you too know? much. Yeah, it might confuse some people. Yeah, yeah. You you could get it at the end of Infinity War Part Two, maybe. Yeah, like well, we've had this big space invasion or whatever. We need to establish this. Yeah, something you could even see off mentioned in Agents of Shield. Yeah, but it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, for, especially for Shield. Like they're very Earth grounded. Very. Yeah. They're already kind of a secret organization by themselves within the show. Mm-hmm. So them going beyond that, it's very, very... It's, it's beyond their scope, essentially. Yeah. So th- that basically wraps up the, the film and TV slate for Marvel. Mm-hmm. But we also had you know a big impact when it comes to collecting. <laughs> Did it ever. We're just going to focus a bit here in on some of the 6-inch, the Marvel Legends uh, that a few of us here collect. And so we had the first view of the Doctor Strange Wave, which is a bit of a repeat of what we saw from... Last year's exclusive, the Book of Ashanti. So we get kind of uh, the brother Voodoo and the Dormammu. And so we get a couple new characters. We get a new Iron Fist in yeah. there, which looks pretty cool. Yeah, because his last one was like the white suit. This yeah. one's back to the green, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, this is kind of more of your original kind Traditional of Traditional one, yeah. but still body, same body mold and everything, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And then we get the movie Doctor Strange and the movie Baron Mordo, which yeah. look fantastic. Incredible. Great likeness to the characters. Yeah, the colors are nice. Very yeah. movie-like. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like some of the, these characters that are at least repackaged have some nice repaints on them. So mm-hmm. they fixed up from uh, the, the exclusive from 2015 San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, this wave, I'm only going to probably pick up the movie characters. I'm not too interested yeah. in these other characters unless I, you know, I start to see and get a bit more to Doctor Strange. I'm probably yeah. going to pull back on this set. Did they announce the build a figure for this yeah, one? Yeah, so that's the Dormammu. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's and then so you have another Nico who I'm not completely familiar with. Yeah. So that's kind of coming out in November. So that'll be our last wave for 2016. Wow. Then we jump into 2006 or 2017. Yeah. So we have our first Spider-Man Legends wave. <laughs> yes. Just crushing, right? Killing it. Yes. Yeah, so we have new Miss Marvel. Yeah. We have British Spider-Man or UK Spider-Man, whatever. Yes, you call. Captain Spider. Sp- yeah. yeah, British Spider-Man, whatever. Jackal. Yeah. Secret Wars Black Suit Spider-Man. Which is a must-have for yes. any Spider-Man yes. collector out there. Yeah. Classic Green Goblin and Spider-Man 29. Boom. 2099. Yeah, sorry. and it's the new, all-new, all-different costume, yeah. which is like, you can't go wrong with this uh, pickup here. It's, no. It's incredible. Yeah, and then with that, you also have brand new molds for Spider-Man, so it's not the same buck. Yeah. It's, so we're looking at, you know, the, the UK Spider-Man has something different. The 2099 yeah. Spider-Man has something different. So, again, it's just not, you know, repaints of old Spider-Man yeah. action figures. They're updating these as they go. Yeah, because I noticed the Captain Britain Spider-Man, he's a little bit bigger, but the yeah. head mold on there is, like, perfect. It's like the best Spider-Man eyes you can find, I think, out there. So um, I can't wait to pick these guys up. Yeah, it's looking yeah. good. And we have at least one or two Guardians of the Galaxy waves coming out. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of picking up on the movie. So we're looking at the first wave is half comic, half movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't show or announce any of the movie characters. Mm. Uh, they're holding that back probably for a little bit. Uh, but they did announce the ho- uh, the uh, comic book characters. So we get the new young Nova. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we get um, Angela. 
So that oh, was the yeah, 2015 yeah. San Diego Comic-Con uh, Fan Choice Award. Right. So that fits into kind of this Guardians line for she, you know, partaked in the comic there for a little bit. Yeah. And we get Vance Astro with the shield, which looks awesome. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of Guardians 3000. Mm-hmm. It's a big character there for me. Darkhawk, which is a kind of a bit more of an obscure character. Yeah, so I saw that one. Early 90s, he had some part in War of Kings, which is some of the stuff that Abbott and Lanning did when we had kind of this... Uh, reviving of Marvel Cosmic kind of in the late 2000s. Okay. Uh, so he's a pretty cool character. And then the Build-A-Figure is, again, a quite obscure Titus, which is a Nova Corps member. And he looks pretty wild, <laughs> yeah. but uh, pretty obscure. <laughs> so it looks like a cool wave. And probably getting a second wave that's probably mostly MCU characters. Probably like a Yondu, which we didn't get last time. Maybe a Nebula. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the villains. So, so hopefully we get something a little different there. Did we get a Ronin last time or no? No Ronin no. last time. So we Crazy. just had the Guardians. Right. That came out and that was supplemented with the Iron Man mm-hmm. uh, from the Guardian series as well as uh, Richard Rider, yeah. who's coming back apparently to oh, the yeah? comics. Okay, cool. I like that because yeah, I'm more of a fan of the older one than yeah, the kid one. A comic, the uh, Marvel released an image of the old Richard Rider helmet. Nice. And it said, I can't remember exactly what it said, but giving the indication that uh, Richard Rider is coming back, which awesome. I've been waiting for since that original series ended, or the 2007 ish series ended, which was fantastic. Nice. And uh, the X Men, we've got the X Men wave as well coming up. Another well, one. Yes, so we got Dazzler. Yeah. <laughs> which. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> sure, she had kind of a weird cameo-ish maybe thing in, in Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have Classic Sunfire. Yeah. Colossus, which is a seven and a half inch figure, which is really? almost build a figure size. So you go with the selects? Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a scaled to the six inch figures yeah. the Colossus, which is pretty cool. Nice. We get Polaris. We get a classic Cyclops. Oh. And a build a figure is Warlock, which, yeah. again, quite obscure, not too amped up about yeah. this uh X-Men line. Yeah, but. I'm only in it for a Colossus and the Cyclops. That 90s Colossus, uh, Cyclops yeah. is so iconic, right? And um, I'm probably going to pick up two of those, you know, and do something with the other one. So, Take the head off and put on something else. So. A couple of a series that they didn't fully divulge on how deep they were going, but Netflix were finally getting action figures from that. Yeah. So we got the Punisher, which was announced. Wow. As yeah. well as Jessica Jones. Yeah, they look good. Yeah, they look real good. The, the, the likeness to specifically um, John Berthel mm-hmm. looks fantastic. Yeah. It's great. And so we're probably going to see a Daredevil. I don't know why that wasn't announced with this. Right. And I want to yeah. see your Daredevil in the black suit. I yes. think everybody wants that one, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, so they're out in Funko Pop form and all that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a whole... Because, you know, the Legend series, they usually drop in waves of six. And so even if we did half and half, you know, three and three, probably a Daredevil coming out. Yeah. I would assume to, to some degree. Maybe yeah. a Danny Rand or something like that. Yeah. Luke Cage would be awesome as well. Yeah. It's a series that they go pretty deep and they get a whole Legends run out of just the main characters yeah. in the Netflix series. So yeah, Defenders line. Yeah, look yeah. out for that coming down the pipe. I think that's going to be an exciting wave to see. And mm-hmm. it looks like 2017 is going to be somewhat of a lighter year, mm-hmm. you know, but this Guardians wave is going to absolutely kill me. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. two solid waves. That's 12 build figures at 30 bucks a pop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then they also got the other line, which is the Marvel Legends uh, 12 inch scale. Yes. And they announced uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with, and then also they had previously announced Spider-Man, Cap, and Iron Man. Yeah. 69 bucks each these things, though. Oh, is that how much they're going 69, for? 69, I see them on oh, Walmart. Well, wow. Yeah, can't touch that, man. 69? No. Yeah, yeah that, that's way too much. Way too much, yeah. Even the six-inch legends are creeping up. Like, they I just, just found Iron Man and Red Guardian at Walmart at 30 bucks a pop. Yeah. You know, these were 24 a year and a half ago, two years ago. Jeez. And yeah. so that's starting to really, you know, bump up in price. So much. It's yeah. going to have to be a bit more pick and choose through here. And, you know, the thing of, that I do like about some of this, I'm not too amped up about any of the Build-A-Figures. Mm-hmm. 
And that's usually what presses me to get all of the the, the action figures across the line yeah. is if I specifically, even with this Civil War wave, I want the Ant-Man build a figure, mm-hmm. but I have to buy four figures that really I normally wouldn't buy. So you yeah. have a Nuke, the Nick Fury, Red Guardian, right. and uh, I can't remember what other one. Might be not another one. But anyways, you see that across all these lines with yeah. the, the Hulkbuster build a wave, the same thing, seven. And I only really wanted three of the action figures, right? <laughs> and so it's a bit killer. So I think yeah. with the more obscure builder figures, it allows you to be a bit more picking and choosing mm-hmm. as to what you want in these in these lines, which I think is, is a bit healthier for the wallet, at least. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so let's jump into DC here. Nice. So we'll, we'll wrap it up here with DC. So DC did have quite a TV presence. Now, mm-hmm. again, I'm not super into what's going on in the Arrow and Flash universe, but from what I can gather is that we have the Flashpoint timeline going on yeah. and in uh, the Flash series mm-hmm. where I guess Barry Allen is no longer the protector of Star City, is it? Yeah, it looks like in the Flashpoint universe at least yeah. it looks like yeah. it's going to be uh, Kid Kid Flash. Yeah, so they're running, a, yeah, they're running a different timeline through mm-hmm. at least a portion of the series, yeah. which is pretty cool. Change the status quo with season three. Like, yeah. That's big, right? You're that's not, huge. You're just running with kind of the, the similar, you know, the, what we know and what's been built on as far as a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool seeing them develop something different. And this DC TV universe is, you know, I don't watch it personally, but seeing it from the outside, it's more what I want Marvel to do is yeah. build up. But again, I guess separating it from the film universe allows them to use more characters, right? Yeah. Um, bigger villains mm-hmm. and maybe some maybe more B-list characters, yeah. Uh, yeah, as definitely. opposed to your. I'd love to see them throw in a Batman here or something. I think we might get there. I think yeah. we're going to get there sooner or later. But this trailer was pretty nice. You know, we get the return of Reverse Flash, yeah, which mm-hmm. is cool, and he kind of announces, you know, the title Flashpoint. You yeah. know, so um, I'm really liking this. The only thing I was um, a little disappointed in is the villain. It seems like we're getting another speedster. And I think we've had enough speedsters. Like every, yeah. like everyone's a speedster in this universe. You Black know? Flash. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm excited, but I think that it was a probably a mistake for them creatively to go through with the Flashpoint storyline too soon, or it's kind of because like it was a cliffhanger at the end of last season. Yeah, and so knowing what the Flashpoint storyline is, knowing how it ultimately gets resolved, you can see them kind of. It's like for me, I know that eventually Barry Allen's gonna have to go back in time and let his mom die yeah you know that this is the only way out of it yeah so what's what's the point of me investing in this if this is if I can already see the outcome yeah. of the storyline yeah. and that's like it's cool that they're doing all this cool stuff but we don't we know six seven episodes into this season mm-hmm. that eventually he's gonna have to go back in time to that point prevent himself from saving his mom but what do you think they go the other route and they kill someone else that's significant off the show done because they might go that route to change things up right because we've seen him already go back in time and do these things right yeah I, I think that they might do that mm-hmm. but at the same time like I'm a bit of a nerd and I already know <laughs> like all the contracts for all the actors oh, okay. and they're all full for all full season yeah so yeah. it's like I already know that they're not going to kill off like a Justine Martin or a Tom Cavanaugh mm-hmm. character and they brought in Tom Felton from Harry Potter to be like the main villain, one of the main villains, oh. not not build, not main villain, but like be one of like an antagonist against Flash oh, okay. this season. So it's it's great. Yeah. I just uh, with so much Flash things that they could do from the comic universe. Yeah. Why are we getting another speedster? Why are we not getting Grodd? Maybe they're saving them for the movie. Well, Grodd's expensive. Grodd's expensive. He is expensive. Yeah. yeah, but he's such a big villain. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Eh, it, it should be good though. Like hmm. like I love their television DC universe. Like I love it. They're gonna do a four show crossover. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I'm like what. Oh, great, I'll watch. I don't know how you guys are going to plan it out. I mean, it's great. They all shoot in Vancouver. Yeah. It's great. So it makes it logistically very easy compared to like the Supergirl Flash crossover from last year. Right. 
it's it's gonna be great but i'm just like whatever you guys need to do it cool I'll yeah put everyone in it i'm gonna watch it anyway yeah it's, it's gonna suck because i'm gonna have to watch four shows right away <laughs> <laughs> but no i think the flash is, is doing great stuff yeah um i really like last year oh yeah um, great season it's really interesting how they're using the characters like especially tom cavanaugh is such a great actor mm-hmm. and like how stand out having re recycling his character and giving him new new material to work with mm-hmm. is really interesting because yeah. you don't really see it too much in TV. No. So I think it's doing definitely do some kind of like, you know, cutting edge stuff as far as character development in mm-hmm. the show. But yeah, I'm I'm on board. And I know Troy, you are a big collector mm-hmm. of some of the Batman animated series. Oh yeah. And you're talking about before we recorded here about some of the collectibles that were announced at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Do you want to kind of enlighten me a bit here? Because it's one of the ends that I really didn't focus on. Yeah. <laughs> so Sanjay got you covered here, Baron too. Um, DC collectibles is stepping up big time this year. Um, it's always been Marvel Legends. I think they've always kind of won. But right now, DC Collectibles, we got um, more adventure or more animated series lines coming yep. up with Superman, Lois Lane, which looks phenomenal. We've got a couple more Batman animated series stuff coming up too with uh, interchangeable heads, which is always nice to see. Uh, and they've also done another line, which is continuing off of the DC Collectibles icons, which um, <laughs> unfortunately with those guys, they're a little bit of a smaller scale. They're still about the six inches but they're slightly smaller they're little they have more articulation which is great but the actual lineup itself looks way more promising than what they've been doing the faces are cleaned up as opposed to uh the older dc line stuff it's a little funny and uh yeah dc collectibles man they're just they're looking great i can't wait to get this stuff so suicide squad stuff too some of their uh toy line looks just incredible yeah, it's good to yeah. see them stepping up because it's always been dominated by Marvel and Star it Wars. It really has. Like, even on the shelves, like you see, there's a lot of DC stuff out, mm-hmm. and even that multiverse line or whatever it is. Yeah, it's you, like I was just at a Walmart the, earlier today, yeah. and you're starting to see just stacks of these. And I don't yeah. know, there's not a lot of DC collectors. It seems it no. seems it's very heavily Marvel focused in that. And maybe with them kind of trying to advance this a bit more like with the animated series, they're mm-hmm. I know a bit harder to get. Yeah. And maybe amping it up a bit more, they're actually going to have bigger presence in the stores and maybe see people you know, picking up on this a bit more. Yeah, I hope they diverse a little bit. I mean, the line you talked about, the multiverse, I'm not too fond of because it's a little confusing. I mean, I know Marvel does a pretty good job with their legends uh, intertwining the movie and the yeah. comics. But with the multiverse, you got like the TV, the movie, and the comics. And it's just, they don't really look that great either. Yeah. A little cheapish. But... Is it Hasbro that does them or someone else? I think um, it's Is it Mattel? Else. I can't remember if it's Mattel or... Yeah, I don't think, I think it's Hasbro. No. I don't think it is. But um, basically, the strong points to me is their DC icons, their DC designer collectibles. Those yeah. are like the strong points. And obviously, you can't go wrong with the animated series stuff. So, so how about DC films? So we're going to skip Suicide Squad here because yeah. none of us watched the trailer. Right. And they had those short you know, character promos and that. And because the movie comes out next week, mm-hmm. and it's at the point where we have to avoid everything because it's... You know, we could probably compress the amount of Suicide Squad images and clips and trailers and teasers and all that together to produce probably a good chunk of the movie at this point. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to stay away from this for a couple of weeks. I haven't watched since I think it was the the final trailer, as they call it, um, which was a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's just the TV spots and all that, and this Comic Con trailer, which is just adding a bit more bulk to the characters and giving away a bit more than I think all of us want to see. Want mm-hmm. to you know experience some of this in the theater, and it seems to be getting really good reception. Yep from the fans and it, I'm excited about it so I'm looking forward to reviewing it here in a couple of weeks yep. and just see what DC can produce outside of a Batman Superman focused movie absolutely I'm curious just really quick here do you guys have a box office prediction 
Uh, you know, they're calling, and I know Sanjay talked a bit, a bit about it, and they're yeah. calling for, like, you know, somewhere in the mid-120s. Yeah. And I think it could push over $100 million. I don't yeah. know exactly how high it'll go. Yeah. It depends. I don't, because it's got PG-13 rating. It's yeah. a bit more violent. And I don't know if it's going to get your, your kid crowd that you yeah. want that you're getting out of, say, Civil War. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, recognition of Will Smith will probably give it a bump. Mm-hmm. And you've got Joker and Harley Quinn in there and the brief appearance by Batman. So it could easily do over $100 million. I think this is going to overperform whatever the initial prediction is. Okay, well, yeah. Would be, would be my guess. Nice, nice. Yeah, and you stick by the one you did before yeah, there. I yeah, think, I think it's probably going to be about 100 ish yeah. maybe a little bit over. I think the repeat yeah. word of mouth is really going to help it. Like, yeah. Second and third week, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. going to take a Guardians bump because it's the same weekend that the original Guardians came out. Mm-hmm. Good word of mouth. And, you know, we've got this kind of amped up box office around superhero movies at this point. We're kind of in this bubble right now. And, yeah. like you said, good word of mouth. It's going to take it over, I think, what mm-hmm. the initial predictions are. Nice. Uh, but we get a, a good look at the Lego Batman movie. And yeah. Just watch a trailer again before we started recording here. Mm-hmm. And this thing looks really fun. It does. And I love the satirical take of the Lego movies. And we get. A bit more insight as to what the story is going to be, kind of brotherly or father-son relationship yeah. between Robin, which is a little different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got you know Joker in there, Justice League references, and I think it's just going to be a really fun take on the DC Universe, just poking fun at itself a bit, yeah. you know, calling out different aspects of the ridiculousness of, you know, some of the Batman movies from the past. Yeah, just the mythos itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's uh, It looks pretty funny. The only thing I was a little confused by and might be even unnecessary is Robin himself. Um it doesn't seem like it's Dick Grayson. It doesn't seem like any Robin that Batman's ever had. So yeah. I don't know why they just didn't make him Dick Grayson. Or might be or for what. comedic effect. Yeah, it <laughs> might just be right, just to kind of have the viewer in that seat, right? So yeah. either than that, though, yeah, it looks funny. He was a big hit in the Lego Movie himself, too, right? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, Lego movies are just you know basically printing money at this point. Yeah. 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 So like a Batman Lego Movie, why not? Yeah, like, exactly. It's gonna be funny. You know, they're gonna have to keep maintain their level of quality. Yeah. And it looks like with yeah, this trailer, they definitely are going for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm de- definitely interested to see, you know, where the story goes if it actually has a story. Or yeah. It's just a bunch of jokes. It probably yeah. just seems like probably a bunch of layered jokes with some sort of loose narrative yeah. strung yeah. around it. But and that's similar to what you see with some of the other Lego that's stuff true. as well. Yeah. That's true. They're there to sell toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so DC film in itself was there and it was showing and releasing their trailers to the wider population so so what marvel didn't produce as far as showing concept images or the trailers or the clips that they showed dc came right out and said here's a wonder woman trailer here's the justice league trailer for me there one lies on one side and one lies on the other so let's talk about the wonder woman trailer so this movie drops next year Mm -hmm. uh this is our first female superhero-led movie Mm -hmm. we got her introduction in batman vs superman and we're getting her origin story, it seems, in this movie. What did you guys think of this trial? Does this get you a bit more amped up for Wonder Woman, or does this pull you a bit back? You know, is this not what you're expecting? Like I said last week, I think it's going to be one. It's going to be in, along the lines of like the first Thor, the first Captain America yeah. movie, more establishing the character, setting her up. Because in Batman vs Superman, she references the fact that you know she left humanity for a hundred years. Yeah. So like basically after the movie, after the story of the movie concludes, she's going to be disappeared for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. I don't have super high expectations. It's not going to be some riveting storytelling. I mean, they even like tease what her origin is for this version of Wonder Woman because mm-hmm. there's a variety of ones. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it, neither here nor there. None of them are extremely over the top. But I do think that Gal Gadot, great actress that they picked. Definitely I love that scene where it's got a bunch of the females fighting the German soldiers on the beach. I yeah. thought that was really good. I'm a little bit concerned about the wire work though. 
in the yeah. trailer. Yeah. The the fighting looks very wire work. Really? Yeah. 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 So I'm curious to see how well it does because it looks like there's a lot, quite a lot of stunt fighting in the movie. Yeah. And that's always a concern when you have somebody who might not be able to sell it as mm. well. Yeah. As yeah. as other actors and actresses can do it, right? And that's my that's my main concern. Right yeah. There. Well, because it seems to take some cues from Zack Snyder movies. Yeah. It seems with the slow mo fighting, mm-hmm. and you can see where they've maybe compensated for some of that wire work with using the visual effects within kind of your camera work and that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Kind of the and you see that when she's fighting the German soldiers within the kind of confined space at one point mm. and there's a lot of this kind of drawn out sliding and then you get quick action and then mm-hmm. slow down again mm. and even the tone of the movie it looks like they with the colors in that it looks a lot like a Snyder movie mm-hmm. yeah you know I'm kind of the opposite way it feels more vibrant and colorful than the Snyder because I feel like the Snyder movies at least since Man of Steel and um, BBS it's been really gray mm-hmm. and just gritty I felt this was a little more colorful at least in her costume no. and um, her lasso yeah, I thought that was it looked, cool. Just looked yeah. really, yeah. really good. You know, I, I love the trailer 100%. I just didn't like the first opener where she says, you know, you were a man. I, I just felt like that shot was a little weird yeah. for me. But um, I love how she, she has the Captain America kind of swag going on where she's knocking bullets and yeah. bouncing bombs off of her shield. And uh, I think she's owning it. I, like I said before, she's a big standout, in my opinion, from BVS. And I, I can't wait to see what else uh, this franchise holds. Yeah. But yeah. I thought like, when we initially talked about it, I thought it was more of a it's going to be taking place in three different timelines yeah this seems like it's going to be maybe you know maybe start in old years in Themyscira mm-hmm. and then maybe at the end you get kind of more or less a connection to Batman versus Superman but it looks like it's going to be quite concentrated around kind of 1917 or 16 I think it was yeah yeah, yeah well I think that's how they, they specifically stated that's when it is yeah it's it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic develops and how you go from you know something more swords and sandals yeah. looking which always scares me with movies. <laughs> and when I see that, I'm like, ooh, you know, they've pumped a ton of money into this, and usually these don't go over very well. But if they can get her out of that and into kind of the World War One with, what's his name, Chris Pine or whatever that is, yeah, Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. And hopefully that chemistry is good. Mm-hmm. And then building on what's going on in World War One as far as humanity, my guess is that she leaves humanity because of the disgust of World War One and people yeah. killing people for no real reason yeah. and using stuff like mustard gas and all that. They didn't really develop any sort of villain like i guess there's some shots when she's looking oddly at one of the german generals mm-hmm. and there's rumors that it's the Ares god of war yeah but i other than the fact that she's fighting germans similar mm-hmm. to what again you like you stated with captain america mm-hmm. there's no real development of who the big bad is which is yeah. it's fine mm-hmm. and not something that come further and maybe a nice reveal within when you're sitting in the theater that oh, okay this is the big bad yeah but for me, as a you know someone that doesn't know Wonder Woman as well, I would yeah. like to see maybe a bit more. I don't know. I, there's just I felt lacking. Something I don't want to be the dick guy that's Marvel <laughs> fanboy and saying always putting down DC. I was just lacking a little something. The fight yeah. scenes look great. Yeah. I think Gal Gadot, like you guys said, looks fantastic. I love mm-hmm. the the look of the lasso yeah. and all that. But it just need a little more, and that's maybe me being a bit nitpicky as yeah. far as a trailer and yeah. and maybe you you know again I complain that they showed too much with BBS and now I'm saying that so <laughs> yeah. I don't really know like yeah I think I think it'll be interesting because you know going to the the new 52 comics at least um she has a really interesting um relationship with Ares the God of War because you know you do find out that's actually her uncle yeah. right and he actually trains her so we really need to see if they go that kind of route that uh I think it's from Game of Thrones John Bean yeah. is playing Ares so if he's kind of conducting this whole World War One and whatnot, then that'll be really interest, interesting to see yeah. that dynamic between the heroes and the villain. Also, uh, another thing I noticed in the trailer watching it 
third time. Um, uh, Robin Wright Penn from House of Cards is in the movie. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. Oh, okay, yeah. Because of the type of actress she is, she might be the antagonist for Wonder Woman. Because she's the Amazon, right? Yeah. 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 Because okay. yeah. she's in that battle when they're fighting the German soldiers, I believe. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. She's dressed up in that kind of a darker blue yeah. armor. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, that'd be cool to see, too, because again, going back to the comics, Wonder Woman, Diana's kind of treated a little differently because she's like the princess. So some people kind of butt heads with her. So yeah. it'll be really cool, especially with that actress, if she gives her a hard time yeah. Yeah. in the movie. I'd really like to see that rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then DC dropped the Justice League trailer, which. Out of nowhere, they went been shooting this movie for three, four weeks. Yeah, and <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> uh, um, am I crazy or did this fall a bit flat? No, I don't think you're crazy at all. I, it, I did. I wasn't impressed with this trailer at all. I don't know what they were going for. This movie. I'm gonna go on a rant here. This <laughs> this movie feels so small scale. Like it's not. It's missing the epic factor. The chemistry, I didn't really feel either. The the, the Flash is, is really bothering me in this this franchise. I know we haven't seen much of him, but every time he pops up, I'm just like, please go away. Just give me Grant Gustin. <laughs> uh, I, I know he has like big shoes to fill because, you know, we all kind of fall in love, fell in love with the Grant Gustin Flash, which is cool. And I didn't really like seeing this this Bruce Wayne and Diana Prince going around recruiting this this team. I want to see him in the bat suit doing this kind of stuff, not just going to everyone in his uh, civilian gear and revealing to himself that I'm Batman. Come join me. We've got a big threat to take on. Like it just felt so out of a place, and like they're they're trying so hard to fix things from BVS in this trailer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sorry guys, this one I just bump it. I just wasn't feeling so, this so one. So you're telling me you didn't like the Expendables esque montage of collecting <laughs> heroes and <laughs> bringing them together? No, and, and the other thing which was weird was uh, Victor Stone Cyborg. So I thought he already transformed into Cyborg, but we see him walking around in like his Varsity Blues jacket going exactly. like. So if they make this guy transform in and out of his suit, that's that's gonna be pretty bogus. Yeah. Wayne, so, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on yeah. this before we go into my prediction league. <laughs> okay, so I'm of two minds. I think it's great that we got it because yeah. there was a, like apparently about a month ago, month and a half ago, there was a press set visit. They talked about that one clip with uh, Bruce Wayne throwing his batarang and Flash watching it go by, and they talked about the Commissioner Gordon stuff. And I was hoping to see Commissioner Gordon in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was or in the trailer. In the trailer, so, yeah. I was like. Really, like, they didn't show him, and like, there's all this press about it about how he's just like different and how he's like gotten ripped. And JK Simmons, yeah, JK Simmons has gotten like jacked for the role. I'm like, okay, they're cool. Okay, so a couple of things I think that the humor is too forced, it's not natural. Yes, like that one clip at the very end where Batman is talking with Aquaman, and he's like, Yeah, I hear you can talk to fish. Yeah, like, what? It's like, really. Like, that should be a slight gag. It's so obvious of a joke that you shouldn't do it because it's not natural. Yeah. it need, That needs to be more, again, we talk about this organic humor. humor. Yeah. And that needed to be more in an intense moment, I think, to yes. break some sort of tension. Yeah. It's like, it, it just, to me, that's that was not the right place I, I for that. Like that. And why is Batman making the jokes? Yeah. You know, well, I don't that's hear, the but, other yeah. thing. Yeah. It, ben Affleck was really good in BBS. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was one of my highlights in a movie that I mm-hmm. continue to piss all over <laughs> but it's uh in this i feel his delivery i don't know if it was the delivery with the music that just didn't fit oh, music or the way he was talking to arthur curry yeah. and the way he's talking to the flash it just that all felt really forced to mm-hmm. me it's like again it's like someone's like read this ben read this mm-hmm. like i don't know what was going on there like he he it felt natural i don't know if he was He's been, you know, uplifted, and that's just the way he's been told to act. Yeah. yeah. 
And I, I don't know if it's going to feel better in the scene when you have a proper score set to the movie. Yeah. I didn't feel the music. The music was oh, horrible. It's terrible. It took me right out of it. I would have silence. Yeah. yeah. But one of the things that um, that I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so Batman is literally just in the Flash's lair. Yeah. You see the Flash suit just kind of chilling on a mannequin. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, cool. He found it out. Whatever he's Batman. You expect something. Yeah. And then like that whole sequence where like Flash is like, yes. As like I, I need friends. It's like it was so bad. I'm sorry, but that is nowhere near the Flash in the comic book, right? It's it, or the Grant Gustin. It, it's, it it's, wasn't good. It wasn't that. Like, oh, yeah, it's just sorry. some other version, which which is the problem that we've had with some of the DC movies. Yeah, it's like it's not reliant on like any of the previous stories. Yeah, it's some other version that somebody came up with, and I yeah. think that like the Flash, I think it'll be pretty good. I don't like the suit. No, nah, me neither. No. It reminds me of the first Power Rangers movie. Yeah, with the armor, with it looks like too much like the Justice pieces. League. And I think I think the effect where he like uses his powers and electricity everywhere. I think that's a great effect. I think that's awesome. But again, it's one of these things where you're like, this trailer is a response to the criticism of BBS. It's yeah. too dark. I call it the depression fest, and that's what it really what it is. <laughs> yeah. This is just like I've taken my medication and I'm yeah. happy yeah. now. Yeah, when it's like exactly, I don't believe that. Yeah. And like now you now you're starting to see like some of the online backlash is like the Wonder Woman trailer for what it was didn't seem epic but it was like it did what it did and that at, at the end of the Wonder Woman trailer where it's like oh you know what's the secretary is oh he tells me where to go so what to do it and yeah time we call it safe yeah. that's a natural joke that yeah. felt that was I really enjoyed that part. and then like the the whole joke between uh, Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck when they're like you know I asked him is like he said more or less more or more or more or less yeah I was like eye roll. Are you serious? Is that is that the, you have the entire Warner Brothers studio behind you, and you have literally whoever whatever comedic writers you can find, and this is the best you can come up with. Yeah, I, I didn't mind their chemistry. Oh, their chemistry is great. I kind of liked it, but that joke is terrible. Yeah. And like all the all little silly jokes and but that's the same as oh, I thought she was with you. Yeah, I did, like I that's don't. along the same lines, yeah. right? The wrong person is delivering mm-hmm. the jokes. Yeah. 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 And that flash scene went on a little too long for yeah. a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It just. It should have been him asking and then, okay, I'll join. Can I keep this? Yeah. I, I, it would have been cool if he's just like, you're Batman. Yeah, I'll join you. You know, because it's just Batman, not yeah. just, I need friends. <laughs> no. Yeah. What about what about kind of the small assembly at the end where you have Cyborg and Batman having a bit of banter there? Like I thought you were weren't real, and he's like I'm only real when I need. I like that. Yeah. Li- I yeah. like that line yeah. from Batman. I, yeah. I like that line. But the CG from Cyborg is yeah. terrible. Yeah. You don't like how it's more like polygonal? It kind of looks like... It, it looks like a PlayStation 1 game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like honestly, I didn't I didn't like his CG suit. And I'm, con- I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, is if it's going to be a transforming thing where, like, he, like, has, like, fake skin over his face and then, like, it turns when you he know, goes... A hologram to or something. Or... Something... Well, well, both him, uh, Cyborg, and The Flash, it kind of looks like they're borrowing the Injustice kind of look where it's like over armored costumes yeah. which I, I still don't like I mean why would the Flash need an armored suit I don't understand that in the first place well you know? apparently from what the, the excuse that they're giving is that it's supposed to be able to keep up with, him. with his speed yeah. yeah and I get that because he runs really fast so yeah. I get that I'm, I'm, I, you just I, think with speed you think of uh, something a little more flexible and, and aerodynamic standard. exactly aerodynamic. yeah not something that weigh you down yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And then the other thing too is it, it feels like to me that tonally it's the same as Batman vs Superman, but they've tweaked the dialogue to make it lighter. Yeah. So when you look at the scenes and how they're shot, you know, mm-hmm. you can see Zack Snyder there. You know, you see 
the the character develop or the character design in Aquaman and all these are darker looking characters. Yeah. And but now you're having this more I'm not even called snappy dialogue. It's kind of something that seems a bit more forced in there. Yeah. And I you know maybe it was a bit too early. Maybe they're still ironing out some of the script and yeah. that. And maybe they want to get something out there to be like, look guys, we're working on this. This is what it looks like. And you you've heard seen descriptions here and. They're, again, trying to get out in front of some of the poor response from Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. I understand what they're doing, but maybe have a 15 or just show a clip or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Give me something clip. more of a teaser. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Because, you know, you, we're going to take a bit of heat from this from, you know, some listeners and mm-hmm. also from Sanjay. And that is like, what do you guys want? You say they give us too much in Batman vs. Superman. It's too dark. And then they get a bit lighter. But again, they have to find, at some degree, there's got to be a balance there. Yeah. And like I've said before, and people don't like when I say something like this, Marvel laid a blueprint for them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, maybe it's a bit formulaic, but they at least have something to back into. Take that and evolve it into more of a DC sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you do, but whatever was shown here, there's some aspects I like. Again, like the, the Wonder Woman Batman chemistry. I thought that could be something that, if developed right, could be something really good in the film. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole thing with Aquaman, I don't know what they're playing yeah. As far as you know, him being maybe on the team, maybe off the team. Again, again, be cautiously half optimistic. Yeah. That seems like a real cop out, <laughs> but I don't know. It, it fell flat for me. Do you guys think um, what are the chances that DC's next trailer for this movie will show Superman footage? Do you think we're going to see that in the trailer, or are they actually going to be able to stick their guns in? There's no the way that they're going to avoid because they already showed them a summer. I know, yeah. I and know, and it's like. People were like critiquing, like, is that old Superman costume? Like, no, because right. his boots are different. Like, that was the that was yeah. the unanimous thing. Also, yeah. he's smiling. Exactly. <laughs> so that's but, definitely not the old Superman. But going back to your, you know, whole thing about how we're gonna catch heat for like crapping on DC, and I think the common thread is Zack Snyder and David Goyer. Those two have had they're literally waist yeah. deep within BVS, Man of Steel, and now Justice League. Do you think David Goyer's the problem though? David Goyer is a writer. I know, but I don't really know if it's the writing that's necessarily bad. I think it's the direction, what he's pulling and what he's not pulling out of his actors, which is which is Snyder. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But I think like you can have a writer that knows how to work with a director, yeah. and you have a writer that doesn't know how to work with a director. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. so I think, I think it was one of those cases, just get rid of both of them, bring in fresh talent. No. Yeah. For, well, another for, thing that a lot of movies are doing now is it's a writer-director. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's so someone that has help from other writers, mm-hmm. but they're constructing the story mm-hmm. as well as directing it. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. so at times that's maybe too much responsibility. Mm-hmm. But you look at guys like James Gunn, what they're doing with Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Like these guys are developing the concepts, the story, the narrative. Joss Whedon for yeah, First Avengers, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see how that for a larger scale movie weighed in on Joss Whedon with how Avengers: Age of Ultron yeah. came out. Yeah. But at the same time, for something that's maybe it's again. Do they need to go to a TV guy? Like someone that can handle right. an ensemble cast. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because that's what they need. Yeah, they, need they need to give each character their own due and to develop each character and progress their narrative within a much larger story yeah. at the same time telling a group story, right? Exactly. And I, it's just, Which, <laughs> I hate crapping on DC. I know, I know. It's, I want to see something more, but this just, I don't know. Like people, some people are really happy with this and there's, it's again... It's DC polarizing the fan base. Yeah, right. They, Every they, film. 
Yeah, and I don't know why. Like this, I and this Wonder Woman is coming, and same with Suicide Squad. It's they seem to be centralizing the fan base around mm-hmm. these movies, right? Mm-hmm. That's your only two movies in in the current universe that aren't yeah. directed and written by Dave Goyer and Zack Snyder. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that might tell you they've given the freedom to Dave Ayer to do the writing and the directing, yeah. mm-hmm. and then Patty Jenkins has had quite of influence, I think, as as far as the script development and producing this actual movie, right? Yeah. And so it's a different take a different direction and you're seeing a better product out of that so it's 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 hard to knock on someone that's put probably five to seven years of his life into Mm -hmm. this movie into building this universe to you know constructing these characters yeah but at the same time it's like okay we need to to see i i don't know what you do but i think that's even more of a reason why Zack snyder should be off the justice league because he's putting that much time yeah maybe he maybe he needs to be like director of photography because he's great visually visually yeah he can shoot action action. his action's great it's like but narratively like you need somebody a bit stronger that has like proven record of being able to shoot a movie that has nothing but dialogue nothing but character development that way you know, you can get that balance because, yeah. like, Sucker Punch is, is his own movie. Yeah. The movie's got phenomenal action scenes. Yeah. But where's the story? It's confusing. But again, he's not an ensemble director. If you look at Man of Steel, he does such a great job handling just I Man of Steel. Yeah, I really, love that yeah, movie. Yeah. movie. But then when you have to handle anything more than just one, when you get Batman in the mix and Wonder Woman and Superman, then he struggles. And then you now we have more characters to handle. Hey. And the same thing with Sucker Punch. He pulled it off somehow with um, Watchmen. I don't know how he did it, but I really liked Watchmen. 300 as well. 300 as well, but he's he's struggling. I just think the guy needs to leave the property. Watchmen, he had a very definitive blueprint to go That's true. Through. That's and a good point. There's only really one Watchmen. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. 12 issues graphic. Like, he basically adapted that. Yeah. You know, shop or shop. Yeah, more literally. Tweaked some panel. of the story to make it a bit better. Yeah. Like, as far as adapt- adaptation into, into film. Yeah. But he had something in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with Beaver Death, he was taking stuff from Frank Miller and stuff from here, you know, mm-hmm. adding in some Wonder Woman, Doomsday. Like, there's a lot of content to kind of boil down into a... I'm, I can't. You know, I haven't seen the three-hour cut yet yeah. as to whether it's you know a more continuous story, but at the same time, it, you can't do something in two and a half hours when you're trying to to shoehorn in a lot of universe building. Yeah. Right. So, big question for us here, mm-hmm. guys: Who won Comic Con? Was it Star Wars? Was it Kong Island? Was it King Arthur? Was it Marvel? Was it DC? What do you guys think? I'm going with Marvel, hands down. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to <laughs> shocker. I'm gonna agree with you that I think it's it's difficult because I think from a people sitting on the outside of this, you know, sitting in Canada or whatever, not being able to go to the con, it's nice that DC was able to you know put out a Wonder Woman trailer, yeah. new Suicide Squad trailer, Lego Movie, and a Justice League. Well, how they're received is a completely different story, yeah. but they made the fans feel a bit more included in what everyone was seeing. Yeah, and maybe it made the people there feel like they wasted their time sitting for hours and hours and hours to get into Hall H. Yeah. Whereas Marvel didn't release. We got scene descriptions from people that were there. We didn't get to see Guardians clips. We didn't get to see the concept art from Spider-Man and Spider-Man clips, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is a bit harder for me to to swallow. But at the same time, like I was saying before, when they they do show the panels and they, you know, bring up the cast and all that. And when I'm seeing this huge photograph being taken of this Phase 3, you know, like I said before, no one from Phase 1 and the expansiveness of the MCU... And the amount of movies and the diversity of movies that we're yeah. getting and the diversity of direction yeah. and yes. directors and writers and all that, it makes me much more excited for what we're seeing. And the fact that we got Brie Larson announced, this cast from Black Panther is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I'd have to give it to Marvel based on that. 
I would have liked to seen some more footage. If I had, I could say definitively, if Marvel had shown a, a trailer for Guardians, which they said before we're not going to show any yeah. of this, or something from Spider-Man, maybe you could say more definitively, or maybe you'd have a much more agreeance across the wider fanboy base. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm going Marvel. Completely agree. Um, DC, uh, like I said already, they came correct with their, uh, their toy line. And I'm a big fan of the Wonder Woman trailer. I really like that yeah. trailer. It's probably the second best trailer shown there next to Doctor Strange. Yep. Doctor Strange was incredible. Fox was nowhere to be found, I guess. No, they're no. gone. They're... Sorry, sorry, yeah. Wolverine fans. <laughs> they did show a Legion trailer, but I guess that's yeah. FX, which wasn't really fond of either. That was a little confusing. But uh, yeah, I have to I have to give it to Marvel all the way, and just the direction, like you said, you know, I feel very comfortable, and they feel clearly confident in what their yeah. properties are and what they're trying to achieve. Whereas I feel like still DC's always trying to play catch up. And one minute they're going this direction, then the next minute they're responding back to whatever happened with the last property and going somewhere else. And it's just, it was damage control. It's damage control. Yeah. yeah, it really is. And not the TV series for Marvel that hopefully <laughs> is produced someday. <laughs> basically, I'm gonna agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. Marvel knocked it out of the park in all in all fronts, basically. To be honest, yeah. their TV blew DC TV out of the water significantly. Like the hype around the Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, Defenders stuff compared to the DC TV stuff. Not saying that DC TV stuff is bad, yeah. but it, there's different levels of quality. There. Well, especially because uh, we never touched upon Arrow. Yeah. yeah, Arrow looks pretty bad. He has a new cast of youngsters that are helping him to join the Arrow Squad, which I. I don't like whatsoever. Flash looked okay. Mm. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow looks cool, but if you've never watched the first season, mm. I think a lot of people are going to be turning away because it's too much to get into with the time travel. So yeah, and like they're doing Justice Society of America. Yeah, which the comics don't even do well. So I don't it's know why they're like, doing that. I, I think I think <laughs> start that, DC. I think Sorry, that what Sanjay. DC TV is trying to do is great because I mean we would never have half the stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think the way that Marvel's going about doing things, they're not taking the shotgun approach. Everything is with a scalpel. It's calculated. Everything has a plan. They're not going to tell you anything unless they know three, four steps ahead. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think the best way to put it in is, like, when they when they made the first Iron Man, they were already, like, dropping hints and notes for the Avengers. Yeah. Second Iron Man, again, hints and notes for the Avengers. Yeah. And they're using Captain America, Thor. Like, it builds up on itself. And, mm-hmm. like, and like you were saying, how... We're, we've moved past phase one. We've moved past phase three. We're now in phase... No, sorry. We've moved past phase two. And... And now we're phase three, and then we're showing all these different properties that are going to feed into our big, big story, which is going to be, you know, phase four with the with the Infinity War. And then we're going to move past that, and these are going to be your heroes that you're going to watch movies of. Hopefully you like them. We think you will. Yeah. And I think, like, with the whole TV and movie universe being in the same universe actually adds to that. And, like, I like we talked about last week how Jeff Johns is, like, now, like, the guy in DC to kind of kind of massage everything together and he's like allowing the tv to do a little bit more than they were able to do before i think that's a little it's basically like too little too late yeah no. they need to make the be making these moves 2010 well yeah i mean after avengers one they yeah. should be taking notes exactly yeah like after the first after the critical acclaim of the first iron man movie dc would be like Okay, where's our plan? Well, it's like I wrap know, up the Christopher Nolan Batman and let's get to it. Like I, I understand the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are great, and I kind of, I kind of see why they had to hold back because they made a contract with him, and he's such a good director. And we would never have Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight is an ma- amazing movie, but how does it really help the DC Marvel, the DC Cinematic Universe? It doesn't. Well, it hindered it to a degree. We got yeah. fantastic movies, but it hindered the early development of a DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, big time. And 
And they're not going to, like, you know, shit on the head of Christopher Nolan because that's somebody that they know can make a great movie for, for Warner Brothers. So yeah. it's like, okay, we got to wait. And then when we get, when we wait, instead of coming out with a couple movies, maybe two or three in a year, we get we get Man of Steel yeah. on its own. Yeah. And when really it should have been a standalone Batman, standalone Wonder Woman, standalone Superman. Yeah. All in the same universe and then all reacting to what's happening in Man of Steel. Yeah. And that would have been a bitter sub. And that's why, you know, that's what it feels like they're always punching playing catch-up because they really don't have a plan maybe they do now maybe, maybe they came up with this plan a couple months ago yeah. but marvel's had this plan in place for years <laughs> yeah and like and like i saw an interview with kevin feige a couple years ago and he says like in my office i have a roadmap all the way to 2020 yeah yeah i heard about that and he's just like he's just so confident when he says it because i know what every single character in every single movie these movies they may be a little bit kind of samey in the way that they're shot and directed but at least it's entertaining and it's not confusing for the fans. And yeah. that's why their Marvel panels, that's why all the things that, all the things that Marvel announced and debuted and showed are just, where do I need to go to watch this? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Take my money now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for September 30th so I can just, like, binge on Luke Cage. I can't oh, yeah. wait for spring when I can binge on Iron Fist. It's like, I don't really have that same feeling from... A lot of the DC properties, like for the TVs, like no. And the biggest thing with the DC is my expectations are getting lowered and lowered. I I had big expectations with Superman and delivered, and then with BVS they were high. Now it went low, right? And then with the, so on and so on with the next properties. So well, there it is, folks, from the nerd room. <laughs> Definitively, Marvel wins Comic Con. I'm interested to see what our boy Sanjay has to say about that. I'm Baron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guys, Wayne, remind us where we can find you on the internet. Um, basically Audio Rebellion on Twitter. Um, that's basically my home right now. I just read and like stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Um, that's basically it. Nice. And now as a recurring host on The Nerd Room as well. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for having me. So you can find us on Facebook and we're also on all sorts of different platforms, Stitcher, Google Play, all that kind of stuff for all your listening pleasure. Find our Twitter handles at the end of the episode if you ever want to fire a question our way. And guys, it's been a pleasure talking San Diego Comic-Con with you. It's a bit of an extended episode because we had so much to get to. And I look forward to seeing some of this stuff and reviewing some of the stuff in the near future. Thanks. For The Nerd Room, I am Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Wayne. And thank you for entering The Nerd Room. Yeah, this is... Oh! Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts, Tim, Sunday, and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM1912Podcasting and Troy, the boy 87 